Gengaming.net probably brings you the greatest podcast in the world. We got the laugh track, Jack of Hearts. <laughs> the ridiculous one, Jake. And the greatest ginger of all time, Tyler. <laughs> no, it's not saying much. Like, I think Carrot Top is like our second greatest ginger. So. That's only because he's scary now. That's true. He, he has like a six pack. It's pretty fucked up. He's like a fucking UFC fighter now. It's like... <laughs> With a fucking crazy cut. Yeah, I think he's actually going to... my jokes, damn it! He's actually going to face CM Punk in UFC 182. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> but anyways, this is Junk Gaming Podcast, episode 77. I am your host this week, Tyler. And if you're not uh, down with that... <laughs> we got two words for you. Listen to it. Subscribe, please. <laughs> I don't know. Subscribe. Subscribe <laughs> That's good. Not where you're not expecting that, were no. y'all? <laughs> no. <laughs> and you give us five stars. Anyways, I don't know what the hell's going on anymore. Uh, but I just want to say real quick, it is uh, National Lager Day, so I am celebrating uh, Lager Day by drinking a, um, a pint of White Russian. There you go. That's nice. I'm on pint number three right now, so I'm pretty <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, I'm no. celebrating Pint Day with, or whatever you're L day with a bottle of Jack Daniels. Nice. Very nice. But uh no, I'm also joined by the, the familiar faces. We have I'm, I'm pointing still. Seventy seven episodes in, I still point. Jake. I'm doing okay. Playing a shit ton of Dragon Ball Z Budokai three, which came out ten years ago. Yeah. And uh luckily it's the Uprise version which came out a year ago. And God, I'm trying to get in the mood to beat the Elite Four. It's just kind of demoralizing, getting all the way to Wally and getting wiped out. Hmm. But how about you, uh, Tyler? How about how have you been doing? Oh, uh, pretty good, man. You know, I started my vacation today. Uh, I'm pretty drunk. Uh, I, I I figured it out today. I have not shaved or cut my hair since October fourth. Oh, Jesus, so, well, we can we can definitely see am, that <laughs> what we saw. I yeah, I don't think I've cut my hair. Since January? It's been almost nice. a year for me since I've cut my hair. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> which, honestly, if you even see like recent photos of me, which I will not upload anywhere on any social media site, it's just me with a credibly... Oh, don't worry, I'll take your I'll take your Facebook po- post and uh, put them I on s- the YouTube channel. I saw I saw a recent Facebook po- photo of you for your uh, concert you have going on next week. Oh, Watch yeah, yeah. It, well, the recent photo of me that you see right there, it's like I have extremely long hair on the side of my head, and all of a sudden, all the top is like bald. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I basically look uh, like I have a skillet. Jake... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man, no. So I, I am enjoying my hair is going through that weird awkward phase where it's just like it's starting to. It's like kind of growing out. So like every morning I have to like 
like shower just so my hair like doesn't stick out everywhere. So I look somewhat respectable going to work, but then I just leave my beard like crazy looking as is. I actually kind of comb it out, so it just how looks can we, fucking how can fantastic. How don't call yourself the Afro Ginger? <laughs> huh? That's not well. I can't grow. If I grew, if I can grow an Afro, I totally would. <laughs> I've always wanted like the the Jew Afro, the Jew Afro, the Jew Afro. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'd totally be happy with that. Or the carrot top, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> I totally go for that. I'd wear one if I can. If I can get an Afro, make it happen, Moses. Um, what the fuck I are we doing? Uh, Jack, you, hey, you know, I'm, I'm waiting until we talk about games. I don't know why we're talking about hairstyles. Okay, well, Jack, I might, well, I might put us into the hairstyle week, like fashion. <laughs> that's cool week. with me, man. Hey, I'm cool with that. Week. I can talk about my beard for an hour. <laughs> Uh, but Jack, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, uh, you know what? I could be doing a little bit better and stuff like that. I've just been kind of having like a crappy or so week or something like that. But uh, hey, it's starting to get a little bit better and stuff. I mean, I've been trying to play a little bit more of Pokemon, try to get things going. And honestly, <laughs> yeah, I've just been just. Has your team changed in Pokemon? My team actually has not changed from beginning to end, though. But uh, I have been going cross and getting things from Wonder Trades. I've actually managed to get... You wouldn't happen to have a Growlithe, No, you? not yet, though. I've been looking for a God Growlithe, though. But, uh, no, I've been trading off, like, uh, a bunch of Chimchar that I've gotten. It's like a fourth-generation starter, for those that don't know, or don't really care for Pokemon. It's just a random monkey Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, because of the Ditto I got, I actually have been getting, like, five perfect IVs for, like some of the, most of the stats and stuff, so I've been posting on GTS and stuff, and I've been getting all these random Pokemon and stuff that I really wanted to get. Have not tried trading for Legendaries, because, honestly, everybody else does, and they always prefer lopsided trades. Like, say, hey, let's let's post a Magikarp on the GTS. Oh, I wonder who wants... I wonder what I can trade here for a Magikarp. All of a sudden, people are just like, Kyogre, Groudon, Legendary, Legendary. It's like, for a fucking Magikarp? Have you even used your, uh... Have you even used Groudon in the battle? Which Pokemon? Groudon, the legendary Pokemon from Ruby. Oh my god. I think I've used him like once, though, but I used Rayquaza more than I did for Groudon. <laughs> Where'd you get where do you get Rayquaza at? Uh, you requested? Actually, it's after the game. <laughs> hmm. um, I, heard there's a lot, I heard there's a lot of legendary Pokemon. There are a legend legendary. Oh, there is. But, uh, is Entei in this one? I don't <laughs> no. think so. Damn. That's, uh,. Heart gold and soul silver. Wait a minute. I, I thought okay, maybe I thought there, there is though, because there's a bunch of random Pokemon you can get, like a bunch of legendary Pokemon just by flying around on your like uh, Latios or your Latias or something like that. Latte. <laughs> your latte. <laughs> it actually takes place in Starbucks region. But yeah, you know what? I've I've just been. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> there's Vente Town. You know well, whatever. I've... Pumpkin Spice Town. You can only get there. It's it's like Lavender Town, but it's only open during It's only like, available October. during October. <laughs> yes, you can only go there. So instead October. of Lavender Town, be like all dingy and sit. It's, it's Pumpkin October Town. It's basically a town. <laughs> it's a town for October. It's a town for Oktoberfest. It just celebrates yeah. Oktoberfest all month oh. long, but you can yeah. only get to that town. You gotta, you gotta climb up Pumpkin Spice Tower. It's, it's and they're big fans of San Francisco Giants. <laughs> you, have to climb, you have to climb up the Pumpkin Vaughn. Uh, Cliff. Every other year, in orange. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, anyway, just moving on a little bit from that, it's like I've I've got someone an idea I was trying to go do for a Pokemon team. I mean, I've got a Weezing. 
I was gonna make a joke about catching Ma- Mass and Bumgarner. And, oh my and, god, that that'd be uh, fucking, fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he too will have a point something ERA anyway. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I've just been I've just been like just thinking about what type of Pokemon I should use for like a competitive team. I've actually started like working on a Weezing. I've been working on a Feraligator. Let's see, uh, what's some other ones? I'm actually thinking about maybe getting a Fortress. You know, because I'm trying to just work out a bunch of random strategy stuff. Yeah, you, you think I get a moat <laughs> so you can get the Black Knight out? Oh, there There's you go. Fortress. Are they combined? This is what happens when my when I get drunk. My smart ass comments kind of get stupid. What I want to talk about, like this was announced today, yeah. all right, it was announced today. But there's a uh, developer for that's making a Pokemon game that's based out of the RPG Maker from off Steam, yeah. and uh, there's a basically you can go through the game like in different challenges. Okay, like one of the modes you can do is a uh, one one try. Like if your Pokemon faints, you yeah, have to I've release heard of that it. One. Oh. Can you do it with Y, Jack? And well, you could do it in Y though, but it's but that's something that's called like uh, a Nuzlocke challenge. That's been going along for yeah, years. Yeah, Nuzlocke challenge. Ever since like uh, somebody randomly started doing it, like their Ruby and Sapphire <laughs> type of game. That's kind of like the same thing that Knuckles is describing right now with that Steam version or something like that that somebody made in an RPG maker. But like, I think that'd be kind of cool. It's like, could you do that? You say you could do that in Y? Yeah, well, you probably could do it in Y, though, but, uh, well, not, like, you would have to make up a lot of the rules, obviously. I've tried doing a Nuzlocke and, like, uh, run in Pokemon Black, I think it was. I think I stopped halfway through it, because it's like, I lost interest. I was like, I was level 10 Pokemon. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's like, you set your own rules and regulations and stuff. If uh, one of your Pokemon faints in battle, you have to let it go, or... What I would do, I would just put it back inside the Pokemon box and stuff like that. I never use it again, and I have to capture another Pokemon. It's like the first. See, that's uh, kind of cheating. Well, kind of cheating and stuff in a way, but then again, it's like it shows you progress of what Pokemon you had in your party from then, and then all of a sudden it's like uh, just you're, you're yeah, to keep track just... of how many Pokemon you lost. Well, that too, yeah. but uh, plus Pokemon Bank that... nowadays, you can keep your Pokemon. Yeah, I never really like releasing like certain Pokemon that I've caught like in the game unless I absolutely feel like I need to. But uh... <laughs> uh, what was I? I've done it several times. I'm trying to remember, I did it in Gold and Silver a lot, like the original Gold uh-huh. and Silver. But it was like duplicates of Pokemon that I already caught. Like, because I don't think at that time it showed you what Pokeball. No. Like, you didn't have the Pokeball icon? No, you didn't. No, I think Gold and Silver did have the Pokeball icon. It was Red and Blue that didn't. So, I did it in Red and Blue a lot, where if I wasn't sure if I had caught that Pokemon before, I would catch it, and then if I caught it, go to my PC, look, and then release it. I think I'll check that later on, because that that sounds... That actually does sound accurate. Huh. But, I don't know. Anyway, I thought that like this is a uh, that this game's gonna be kind of cool because it allows you to actually have like different modes in. Like, I I don't I can't find the article right now, it's, but like there's like right. Uh, you can only do, it's like solo mode where you can only carry huh. one Pokemon, and uh, there's different other modes you can go through. And there's also like a Pokemon 
Coliseum esque uh, game. Cool. That's made out of the same. That's made out of the same uh, RPG maker. Mm. But and you start off. You have to take a quiz at the very beginning of it, and whatever you score on that, whatever you do on that quiz, determines your starter Pokemon. <laughs> like, like you uh, start off with like a an evolution, which a random EV evolved Pokemon. Right. And uh, like you can start off with like Flareon, Jolteon, so on and so forth. But. It's like that's kind of interesting. Like, like neither of those games are out, and I want to play them now. Figure I'd jump into what I was playing real quick. I will fly through it. Um, but I, I like I talked about. I picked up a bunch of games over the last week. Uh, I got NES Remix One and Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played two yet. I've only played played a bunch of one. Uh, but basically, what it is, it's like. Um, and Jack, I think you played it, right? I've played like uh, the NES remix that was uh, downloadable, so I have actually not played the full retail thing that's well, I got the, in stores now. I got the downloadable ones. It's it's the same thing, just on disc. Yeah, it is. Um, but so you played it, but basically what yeah. it is is it takes like old Nintendo games from the original Nintendo, and yep. you just it's basically like, it's almost like um, the WarioWare games where it's like mini games or like little short missions. Like it, it starts off easy, like in a mm-hmm. side bike. It'd be like, all right, uh, finish the race. Then it gets harder, and then it's like, all right, uh, land, uh, go off these ramps and land one each, like, evenly. Um, or it could be like in Mario, where you're, you're invincible for a short amount of time, you have to kill 15 enemies in, this, in like, 5 seconds or whatever, 10 seconds. Yeah. Um, then there's, like, it could be other ones where, like, you run, you go through the map backwards um, mm-hmm. in, like, the original Mario, or just a bunch of other, like, a bunch of little mini things that they do in it. And I have been addicted to that for... Every time I sit down and play it, it's like I'll, I'll play a couple. I got some time. I'll play a couple games, and like an hour, hour goes by. I'm like, I'm still fucking playing this goddamn game, and like I'll be stuck at the same like one for like ten tries. It's it, <laughs> it, it gets hard, but I mean, yeah, it does. It does like, very quickly. Yeah, it, it does not like oh like there's like ten easy ones, and it gets hard. No, it gets hard like right off the freaking bat. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. I mean, I enjoyed it for what it, it's for fifteen dollars a piece. Um, or you can buy them on disc now for 30 bucks, so same price regardless. Um, but it's just basically, like, if you want to play those old games with, like, kind of a new flavor to them, a new, add a new, uh, add a dimension to it, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, I would definitely check that out if you have a Wii U. Um, I, I got Geometry Wars 3 Dimensions is the name of there it. There you go. Um, I'm so happy this series is back after, I, I love the first two games. Uh, and then Sierra, I believe, was closed back division, and they kind of brought it back, and now they remade. Now they're making Geometry Wars three, and it kind of it's what the name entitles. Geom- it's three dimensions, kind of, kind of, sort of. So in the first two games, it was like this rectangular area you're in, and like you're like this little like little triangle, and all these shapes come at you, and it's just very colorful, and it's like there's great music to it, and the, the 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 kind of the flow of the game goes with the music. And you, it's, a, it's a twin stick shooter where the left left stick is to like move your character around, the right mm-hmm. stick is uh, like is the aiming and the shooting, and um and there's a lot of different games too like there's like um, one where you get a certain amount of lives and you just keep get rack up your score as high as you can until you run out of lives. There's deadline where um you have three minutes and you just go until the three minutes is up. There's a few other um, games to it, uh, mm-hmm. but in Geometry Wars three dimensions they've kind of changed the game a little bit where. 
it's not there's different like you're not just in that rectangular map anymore now there's like you'll be in a sphere like a, a sphere sometimes like 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 earth like it's just a giant circle and you can go around it and everything like that um some of them are kind of concave a little bit so it kind of loops around uh some even like some will even spin or rotate the map will um sometimes it's just it, I, don't, I don't know how it works out but it's just like random what kind of level you get but um, sometimes you'll get the regular rectangle one you get from the first two Geometry Wars. But um, it even has an adventure mode where it's basically, it's kind of like what NES Remix is, where it just gives you, there's 50 levels, and each one just kind of gives you a goal. You have, you have to just complete the goal, like get 500,000 mm-hmm. points in this amount of time, or get a million points in one life, or defeat these money, defeat this certain amount of enemies, or defeat this, there's even bosses, I guess, in it. I haven't got to the bosses yet. Um, but I would say it's, I think it's $15 on, I think it's on everything right now. I don't know about PC, um, but I know it's on the 360, one PS3 and PS4. I think it's 15 bucks. I would definitely say check it out. Um, uh, Geometry Wars 3. Oh, Uh, the only only thing that sucks about it is what the best thing about Geometry Geometry Wars 1 and 2 for me anyways on 360 was pretty much everybody on my friends list or a, a large chunk of them was playing it. Like, we, yep, I think it's because we're divided. There's just so much. Yeah, stuff and like the cool now. part oh, when, when you were playing the games, it would show your like the next person on your friends list that like had a higher score than you. It would show their score in the top right. So as you're playing the game, oh yeah, like, kind of like Trials yeah, Fusion. basically what Trials Fusion did. Um, Trials games. A few other games have done this, but I think it started with like uh, Trials Fusion or Trial the original Trials HD. Um, but it would show like um, it showed like Jake has. Two million in this map, and like it's the next high score. And it's like, <laughs> like some bitch, I want to beat that score and keep playing over and over it, again. Honestly, <laughs> it would be me. It would be Jake has twenty five. <laughs> Probably, yeah. But I was just using the next example, but um, so they. Uh, I suck at the chalk. I suck. At I'm not the, very good at Geometry Wars game. Yeah, I'm not very good at them either compared to like some of my friends list. But unfortunately, on my PS4, I'm the only one on my friends list that owns a game. So I kind of... It's like me with uh, Charles Fusion. It's like apparently everyone has it, just no one's gotten to the levels I'm at. Yeah, or they just don't like they don't get into them as much. Like I used to like with the first two Trials games, I replay levels and over over and over again. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if I failed, like if I missed a landing or something, I would go mm-hmm. back. Like I I hated, like I hated crashing or something. So, like I just reset. Like I always try to make my perfect run on the first try. Yeah, and that's essentially right. what that's what's going on with me with Geometry Wars Three, whereas I don't have that kind of um, addiction where like oh man I I, lo- I, I was I had 1.9 million I was just short of Jake I got, oh, I'll try it again I don't have that kind of motiv- you don't have that competition yeah there's no competition there's no motivation it's fun I more- have you gotten that uh, happy smiley face trophy um I don't think so I, I did look at the trophy list it's like one of the hardest trophies it's like the hardest trophy you get it's like you had to make a smiley face with deaths and wins oh okay <laughs> That sounds like, pretty funny. You have to like, you have to win a level, then you have to die, then you have to win. Oh, in um, like, wave mode. I'm not, yeah, I remember. What, I know what you're talking I think about. it's wave. But yeah, it's like the point is you have to make a smiley face, and you can do it for like 20 minutes, then die, die wrongly or something. Yeah, like you got you got to win and, and you mess it up. Ones, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, that's a lot of fun. I would definitely say if you're a fan of Geometry War games, it's definitely pick up or any games that'll piss you off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's got definitely got a, like an ADD to it kind of feel, but now going on to the I mentioned this a little bit last week. I did pick up Shadow of Mordor for on cheap. Um, I'm actually really really enjoying this game. Uh, so essentially, it's it's basically it's 
It was supposed to, from what I understand, it was supposed to be a, they were making a Batman game, and right. it turned into a Lord of the Rings game. So what it is, it's basically the the climbing of uh, and like kind of like all that of a Assassin's Creed game with the combat. It's Batman scanned as Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but it's got like the Assassin's Creed, like the climbing of towers. It even has like um, you climb, you can climb the tower, kind of like you would in Assassin's Creed, and you synchronize, and it shows you everything on the map. Um, then it does have like, but the combat and the sneaking is closer to, I would say, a Batman game. And um, the entire time I'm playing this game, all I think about, like, man, if Assassin's Creed just played, the people that make Assassin's Creed just played Shadow Mordor, then I would be totally back in Assassin's Creed. It just makes me mad at Ubisoft. So Unity didn't do well for you? No, I mean, if you guys remember why it's a couple weeks ago, I'm just sick of the gameplay. I mean, if they just copy this game, and I'm back in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> like that's just copy this game. I love this game. Like I would say, as far as the, co- the combat's fun, it's how far have you gotten in this? Um, I think there's 20 main missions, and but there's 20 main missions, but then there's like missions you gotta do in between the main missions to get to the next main yeah. mission. Um, oh, I see. It, it's weird, but kind of like a standard um, RPG sort of. Yeah, so I'm like f- I, I 14 out of 20 completed. Really? So you're wow. farther than me now. Yeah, I mean. And then again, uh, did you take my advice and not go directly towards the captains? Um, s- no. So what I did <laughs> in this game is so the, the, the OCD kicked in. Yeah. So the, what happened to me was so in this game, there's a please tell me you dominated all of them, right? For a while. Um. So what happens is like there's captains in the game, and then like it shows you like this list of like the like basically like, re- the ranking list of all these. Um, Uroks or U- the captains Uruks. and the war chiefs. Yeah, and it shows like um, the war chiefs are all the way in the back, but then it shows like captains and like they get promoted if they like they can if one dies above them they can move up or they can like right. duel each other and if one kills each other the, the one lower can move up. Um, it's kind of got this own like it's wor- world of its own. These Uroks where like uh, they just fight each other or like you can go around and kill them. And they'll just kind of, like, as soon as you... So what I wanted to do in this game was, I'm like, all right, I'm going to take all the captains out, and before I go on to like, get deep into this game... And then you're going to die, which I told you exactly not to yeah, do, because so, when you die, they do, like, five more... Yeah, so basically, places. I killed a bunch of them, and I'm like, all right, I like I took out, like, half of the captains. And then I went to play a little more, I looked at the, I looked at the, the ranking list. They're, they're full again. It's like they just as like they die, they're just like it's they're like cockroaches. Which they just keep growing. Probably bet once you uh, learn the ability to dominate, like make them your bitch. Yeah, the bonding. Yeah, it's like well, I don't know. Have them work for you. Yeah, that's about bonding. Yeah, once you learn that, just uh, just convince all of them to work for you. Yeah, that way no more captains come in, and then you can basically. Destroy everyone else. Yeah. So, like, have everyone come. There's a video where a guy bonds every one of them. Yeah. Every everybody, and like at the final boss, he has everyone comes and attacks this guy. Yeah. One guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. I have noticed that. Like sometimes, like um, so the cool thing about this game is a nemesis system where like um your main character is cursed and he can't die. Like he dies. But he comes right back. He just constantly regenerates, essentially, and which was a good way to actually uh, 
make the respawn system relevant. Yeah, it, it makes sense with the story. But basically, if you someone if an enemy kills you, he automatically becomes a captain. Or if he's already a captain, he gets promoted. He'll become a captain, then he'll kill three other captains and get promoted to a war chief. Yeah, so basically, well, so war chiefs are like the baddest of the bad. But sometimes those war chiefs, like they'll have three captains as their as their like their bodyguards. So you can go in like fight a war chief, a war chief, and he has three captains. The captains are not easy to kill. And then they'll all aggro. On yeah, you. and then they all attack you once. Or you can like do side stuff where you go around and you take out the bodyguards individually. And going in the war chief's a lot. He's still tough, but he's a lot easier. The best thing to do um, is to do what, find out their weaknesses. Because mm-hmm. I have a personal problem where I like to run in and assassinate people. Mm-hmm. But when I do that, mm-hmm. and it's the captain who's apparently invulnerable to stealth kills, mm-hmm. like he just throws me over. It's like then he goes into the cinematic, and it's like, God damn it, I was wanting to avoid that. Yeah, so some like each like you can get intel on as you kill enemies, and like you can get intel on the captains. They'll show you like some are weak, uh, weak against like explosions or some fire, weaker or, against caragors, or caragors make them stronger, yeah. or they get scared and they run away, or um, sometimes it's just a lot of things. Or they're, they're immune to like uh, arrows, or they're immune to stealth attacks, you cannot, or whatever. You cannot use fire against them. Like immu- yeah, somehow like, th- faster is immune to explosions. Yeah, so, um, and if you die against them, like, they can cut, these guys will get promoted, and they can come back and find you at any random point in time. Or if they are, um, if you kill them, or you try to fight them, and they run off, they can come back after you at any time, they'll get mad at you, like, and if you did any damage against them, they'll have that same damage on them, and they're mad at you about the damage you did to them, like, like, they have the cuts on their body, they'll come back at you. So I had, I've had on Hmm. five or six, um, different times... Where at one point in time, I was fighting six captains at once. Oh my god! Because I, I go, I bump into one, I fight one. One would show up. I just killed you, and he come, he'll attack me. You let, and then another guy will show up. You left me to die, and he come, then he'll come and attack you, and then it's just like eventually. Pitch, I didn't not only, you, die, you ran away. <laughs> yeah, or and, and not only do these captains like they're hard, they're harder enemies, but you can you can kill one pretty easily if it's just one on one. But they always have have a crowd of people. They have their own posse with them. So when you're fighting six captains at once, and each of them have eight of their own people. So now you know why I was screaming when I was playing this during Extra Life. Yeah, so it's... (laughs) Like, when I was playing it, like, at first, I'm like, this game isn't that hard. But the more and more captains you fight, this game just gets harder because they just all attack you at one freaking time. It's like they learned. It's like the game learned and uh, fucking just... Now it's going to fuck you over. Yeah, <laughs> the, the Nemesis system is awesome. I, I can't. I honestly don't know how. I, if you have a 360 or a PS3, I don't know. I can't. Don't buy this game. Just get a, when you get a PS4 and Xbox One. Just wait until you get that console and then buy the game because the Nemesis system is not on the, the old consoles. It's only on the new ones, and it just sets this game apart. I thought it's it was fantastic. Down. No, they just they don't have. An, from what I understand, the Nemesis like the captain system, the promoting system is still in it, but they won't come back. Okay. Kind of thing like the whole. They don't have their own. They don't. They don't have their own mind. They don't like do their own things. Like it's just only whatever you do in the game affects them. Right. Um. But I'm loving that game. I would definitely say it's pretty cheap now. I'm seeing it thirty, forty bucks everywhere now. Just buy it. Fucking amazing. Definitely worth thirty dollars. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Um, if only I had the money. <laughs> yeah. If you when you get the money, just get this game next. Uh, after don't, Smash Bros. Don't buy the same Pokemon game you've already have. No. <laughs> buy Smash Brothers and then buy Guys, Shadow Guys, I've already explained this. I am not going to do that until 2015. 
Which is January first. January first, two thousand fifteen is only twenty one days away. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> As of recording. As of recording, yes. Um, we're moving on to um, kind of uh, Jake and I could talk about this. Uh, I I also I bought the season pass to Game of Thrones, uh, the Telltale games. Also, uh, uh, we're probably going to be talking about this probably about fifteen minutes. So if you want to, what's what's avoid spoilers? You want to avoid? I, it's, yeah, it's it just came out last week. Yeah, I don't want to spoil I guess it. You're right. Um, but this game started and ended with a bang. Or at least the first episode did. Um, I like the setup where, and we're, we can touch on minor things, but I don't want to go into it's detail. Kind of hard, but it's did hard. you run into the technical glitches I talked to you about after the show last week? Um, I didn't have any issues. No, what kind of issues did you have? I had like everything would be clear, like in the front end, but in the background, everything would be kind of choppy, and huh. like it'd be like poorly rendered, or like you can just see like pixels everywhere. Okay, so no, I um, I guess it came out two weeks ago, but I think you played it like the day of it came out. I played it about a week later, so I didn't have maybe they patched it at that point in time, but I didn't have any glitches. Um, but I did like the beginning of the game where it starts off and they talk about you catching the Kingslayer or whatever, or like they caught the Kingslayer. So I'm thinking, oh, it's like yeah, it starts off season one. Like this isn't a spoiler. Like I've announced it, it starts off at the red wedding. Yeah, but the way they talked about though, like the, the whole catching the Kingslayer thing is like mid season one, so I'm thinking, oh, okay, so it's like this game takes place during mid season one, and then like ten, fifteen minutes of build up. No, it takes place during the red the red wedding, which is like I think the second to last episode of season three, yeah, which is probably the biggest episode in the series history, and I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want to spoil it because I want it's everybody to have a game. I don't care. Game of Thrones, just, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, whether it's this episode. Well, I don't care if you listen to this episode the day it comes out or 20 years from now. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones, go fucking watch it. Okay? And if, I don't want to spoil it. If you're listening to this episode 20 years from now, find something better to do. <laughs> That's true. Um, maybe, maybe we're. Unless it's your children. Maybe we're celebrating the 20th anniversary or the 21st anniversary of Generation Gaming. Then skip to episode freaking thousand. Yeah, we'll be episode like yeah. One, Unless like it's your kids or something listening to the episode. In that case, do your homework. Yeah, yeah. Stop listening <laughs> to us. Do your homework because we're just dumbing you down. It's like, man, I understand where Tyler has a drink. We were now. we were immature at this age. Move on. I'm still gonna be fucking immature at this uh, 20 years from now. Yeah, but um, you gotta put a good represent. You have to put a good word in for the kids. Like you have to. Yeah, give them don't be like values. me. Uh, do your homework. Don't be like me uh, and drink five gallons of whiskey every now da- every night. And don't drink three pints of uh, White Russian. Oh, I'm still not taking that drink, brother. <laughs> but no, I I just loved the way it started off, and I was nice surprised at the fact they actually have. Um, the people from the show voice acting their characters in this game. And Peter Dinklage doesn't sound like a robot. Yeah, Peter Dinklage sounds like fucking uh, Tyrion. It's pretty great. Um, um, but I, I honestly didn't think they would... I, I figured they would avoid the whole... I didn't main know cast. how they were going to... Yeah, I didn't know if they were... like Because it would be kind of hard to avoid it because that's the main part of the show and the main part of the universe. But I thought they'd just do their own like side thing because the characters, the, the family you play as in this game isn't actually in the show yet. It's not even, I guess, from uh, they, what I understand. They're not even in the books. Like, Yeah, and the books are about four or five seasons ahead of the TV show. So, it's um, like uh, book five, I think, of Storm Dance of Dragons or some, something like that. Yeah, I mean, they're mentioned in the books. Yeah, they're mentioned like in the TV show, but they're never like, actually seen. Names like 
Forrester and something of Tully, I think. Yeah, the Forrester family. Um, but I do like in this game, it's different. It makes sense for the Game of Thrones series, and it's it's different from the Telltale series. But you play as multiple characters, which you don't do in the Telltale. In the, in you the did it in the five hundred day or hundred days, but hundred days, yeah, the three whatever it was called, yeah, that was. But I mean, that was a little mini thing, that, which yeah. mean, which was pointless. Um, but it makes sense with Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones has like twenty main characters, so. I liked it from that aspect where you, I think, in, in, at least in the episode one, you play as three different characters. Um, you play as, um, I'm, I'm spacing on his name, but you play as, um, he's like, he grew up as, like, basically it's a handmaiden. To- it's totally, he's, he's a squire. The squire, yeah. The squire, and uh, oh. for, like, the, the for like the, the lords of the house, uh, you play as the, the father, the, 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 like, a teenage son of the Lord of the House, and minor spoiler, in the first, like, ten minutes, the, the Lord of the House does die, and it turns, you turn into the Lord. You play as a teenage son of him, and you end up being, like, the running of the house. And then you play as, um, the one of the daughters, and, but she's in, um, King's Landing, so she's actually, like, in, basically in the middle of all the crap, but, um, no, I'm loving it. I like the, I do like the, how, like, everything is affecting each other with that, um, like how everything, every, all the characters play off of each other very well. I think um, it's not their own. Like they're they're dealing with their own things, personal things, but the whole main they have a main story that kind of it all revolve, revolves around the same thing. So I like that from that. All aspect. right, here's the characters' names: Garrett Tullet, Tootle, uh, Mira Forster, Ethan Forster. Those are the three you play as in the. And Ethan's the teenage son, right? Yeah, the teenager. Yeah, so he turns into the Lord of the House. Um, Essentially, it's basically like a mayor in the Game of Thrones world. He's the um, lord of the Forester town. Yeah, of that whole town. But I just love it. I mean, as if you're a fan of the books or the TV show, this is definitely a must pick up. And if you if you don't haven't watched them yet or read the books, do one or the other. I don't care or both. Um, At this point, I would it, do both because they're completely different now. Yeah, but I mean, I definitely at least check out the TV show because if you watch the TV show, it, it, it more bases off the TV show than the books. So, all right, real quick, um, did you try to appease Cersei? Um, no, I didn't. You didn't? Like no, I, I did, I, and it's like, please don't kill me, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. I did in the beginning, and then when she asked me whose allegiance am I with, I picked the uh, for the the uh, queen. Yeah, I, so. I picked uh, God. What was his name? The dickhead's name. Uh, I forgot the fucking king's name. Oh, J- uh, Joffrey. Yeah, Joffrey. He's like, okay. I I, I went with him just because uh, that lady uh, like wanted me to agree with the queen or yeah uh, agree with uh, Cersei. Yeah, I I ended up just I I tried appeasing her up until that point, and then I'm like, no, screw you. I'm gonna go with. Cause I knew either way she's gonna be pissed, so I figured I just go with um. The, I can't think of the queen's name, but the queen, Mara. Ah, oh God, I want to say her name is like mm. ah, Marjorie. Mar- Marjorie, yeah, I think I think it's Marjorie, something like that. It's close, um, but it's definitely worth the pick up. At least pick up the first episode. They're only five dollars a piece. Um, you can buy the whole you can buy the whole season now for thirty bucks. I just went out and bet the season. Um, but I'm get, enjoying the hell out of it. Did you get the Borderlands one too? I, I have got the Borderlands. I have not played it yet. So that... Mm-hmm. Well, I would have I'm played gonna, it immediately after 
after the Game of Thrones. Uh, I wanted to, but um, other games are like taking up my time right now, so I'll, I'll definitely play it. Probably hour. Yeah, I know. I it's gonna. I'm gonna play it this weekend eventually. Um, but um, Jake, do you have anything else gaming wise to talk about? No, not really. Like I said, not really. I was like, I've been playing in uh, Dragon Ball Z. That's a fighting game from ten years ago. Okay. And I do want to touch up that Entei, Raku, and Suicune are in Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, they are? Okay, cool. cool. Alright, awesome. Um, let's go ahead and have some topics real quick. Um, I figured we'd start off with a couple big um, presentations that went on over the weekend. Uh, Jack and I were actually on Skype during the, the majority of the Video Game Awards that happened. Uh, when well, we Friday. could. <laughs> yeah, well, we could. I mean, we have we had some Skype issues. Um, throughout the night, but we ended up watching probably I'd say probably about half of the show, maybe a little bit more. Uh, yeah. We watched the video game awards together, and um, but I figured before we jump into like the actual news and everything on the show, um, what what overall did you like or dislike about the kind of presentation, Jack? Well, you know what I did like the award show as a whole, though, because in my honest opinion, it was probably one of the best uh, video game award shows that I have seen. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, because before then we've had the Spike Video Game Awards, which for almost like 10, over like 10 something years or something like that, mm-hmm. 10, 12, who knows, none of them have really actually equipped a quality of what like Jeff Keighley has done with uh, the Game Awards and stuff, which, you know what, the aesthetics, the look, the overall professionalness, it just felt better. Yeah, better and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think, Tyler? Um, I agree with you. Uh, for the most part, I mean, they got rid of they got rid of all those celebrities that they that Spike TV would hire to no Joe like McHale. No Joe yeah. McHale. There was really no like. I mean, Trey Parker was probably the biggest celebrity, and he was there to accept an award. Um, yeah, for all the voices he did. Oh, yeah, he did like seventy voices in the South Park game, but. Um, there was no celebrities there to pretend like they cared about games. There was no, con- there was, there was one little skit. I remember we were talking about it during, while it was happening about, they had, I don't even know who the hell they were, but they were just like trying to make all these cheap, like prop, they had these props and make these. Yeah, there was those, like two comedians, I think it was like presenting an award and stuff and they weren't really getting over with the crowd as much and they yeah. seemed to last about five minutes too long or something. It, it felt like an attorney, about. but it was probably like five minutes and then just making poor, like really bad jokes. Um, but I would say for the most part, from the beginning to the end, it was, um, I mean, it was, I think it was pretty solid. They just, it was just trailers, um, gameplay trailers, uh, announcements, um, more news on something yeah. and awards. I mean, I would say that my only, my biggest, my only big complaint with it is three hours. I think it was a little over three hours. Um, a little That's long. That's just a typical award show pretty much, you know? Yeah. But I thought it could have been. 45 minutes to an hour shorter. I remember when they had um, uh, they had the Broken Age like little trailer and they're like, oh, we're halfway yeah. to the show now. And it was like, the show started my time, 8 o'clock, and it was 9.41. I'm like, oh, we're only man. halfway through? I thought we were close to the actually, end. Actually, I was, actually, I thought, it, I actually thought that was pretty cool though because it's like, wow, we actually got some good quality and stuff up until then. It's like, hey, okay, yeah, I'll I mean, watch more. There's like good quality. <laughs> I think some of the stuff probably can be cut or like shortened time on to make it a little quicker. But I think yeah, overall, I agree. Um, it was his first. It was his, this is the first year of it. This is Jeff Keighley's kind of like whole. He put this pretty much together himself, and I'm happy for it. Um, this is what I think most gamers want 
Um, yes. Little tweaks here and there um, make it a little yeah. better, but definitely some uh, growing pains. But yeah, it, it will improve if Jeff wants to continue on doing this. <laughs> yeah, I hope they do it again next year. I do like the fact that it's online only. Um, they're streaming it online because I mean that's the biggest issue. I mean, you want to say what you want about Spike TV, but they want at the same time they have to get at the, as many viewers as they can. So they got they get like you know celebrities on there and whatever, just trying to get the biggest names they can get. Plus, you know, just Yeesh. the big trailers on there. I mean, this I think it's. I think it's you have a great platform to build on, and I hope that I hope they keep doing this. I, I want I'm okay with this every year, um, and just tweak it. And we'll eventually figure out how it works. But um, kind of going into some of the the, the 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 some of the news that came out of the show and the award winners um, for the show. Uh, kind of starting off, I guess we can go over the. Uh, the awards real quick and some of the nominees if my fucking page ever loads. <laughs> I have, it's, it's loading right now. You need to get better internet. Well, I actually got, I got a new modem, so they're loaded now. Um, but kind of going over real quick kind of what came out of it. Uh, the Gone Home developer, uh, Fulbright Company, um, announced their new game called Tacoma. We got like a little teaser trailer. They didn't really show much. We just know it's in space. Yeah. That's supposed to be coming in 2016. Um, oh man, yeah, I thought that name was pretty funny too because yeah. I was like, I was just talking with Tyler in the chat though. It's like oh, Tacoma. That's the name of a fucking town in Washington <laughs> State. What the fuck? Yeah, but that's supposed to be the name. Of, I'm assuming that's, that looked like that was the name of the space station. Um, looks pretty interesting. I, Gone Home supposed to be coming to the consoles here soon. I know it's coming to Wii U. I can't wait to play that game. I, huh? Um, Yasuo Puig was announced as the cover star for MLB The Show 15. Unfortunately, no he wasn't doing the bat flip when um during the, in the cover, but well, he was doing it during the footage and stuff like that. I just found it funny how they just just had in the footage and stuff like that, but they didn't really do it for yeah, the that's cover. A, I, which that would be that, that's a missed opportunity right there. That would be I awesome. will pay extra ten bucks to make that the cover for the, I'll pay seventy dollars oh, to make yeah, that the cover him doing a bat flip, but yeah, I like I like I like Puig and somebody. Yeah, like that's the that's the best part about him. That's, that's my favorite thing about him. Um, but Nintendo announced that Codename Steam will be coming out on March thirteenth, two thousand fifteen. For the 3DS, that's a definite pickup for me. Um, yeah, the big thing about it was it has online multiplayer. Yes, it, yeah, online multiplayer, so I'm sure Jack and I will be playing the crap out of that when it comes out. Um, mm. The Stoic Studios has revealed that they're making a Banner Saga 2. I don't really know much about the Banner Saga. I've heard of it. I don't know much about it. So, But it seems like it's a big deal. Um it it it, is, it was like one of the time there was elite released and stuff like that. I think it was like last year or something like that. But uh, it's supposed to be some sort of like epic type of like I think it was like RPG. Yeah, or I know it's like, like a that. digital, like a small. It wasn't a big game, but but yeah, the big news behind its sequel though is uh, it's coming onto the console, so it's not going to be just Steam oh, okay. only. That'd be good then. Uh, but going on, uh, Hazelight Studios, the creators of Brother and the Tales of Two Sons, which is supposed to be like one of the all time great stories in the game. I have it i haven't played it yet i need to i don't know why i have it but they were um purchased by or i'm not purchased by but uh, ea is developing their next game they got we got a small teaser mm. not a lot to talk about it on it it, it was yeah. 10 seconds long we got no news out of it um going on though from that uh bankai namco uh, announced that there's a godzilla game coming out to ps3 and ps4 only in the next summer Oh, it man. looks like um, the fucking game looks yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks like it looks like destroy yes. all monsters from like the GameCube, Xbox, PS2. Yeah, generation. but that's a, kind of a big deal where it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, it's, it's, P, it's PlayStation exclusive. Um, mm-hmm. 
And then uh, we got a... What was the next one we had? Oh, Nintendo announced that the new Star Fox game coming out for Wii U will be a launch between um, Majora's Mask 3DS remake that comes out this spring and sometime between there and the new Legend of Zelda game that comes out for Wii U late 2015. Yeah, they yeah Miyamoto purposely said during like the the Zelda like uh, gameplay what uh, demonstration that they were doing what he was doing with Ayanuma that uh, the Star Fox game would release before the Zelda game for Wii U. So yeah. it's, so if you think about Nintendo, like, the release schedule-wise, this game probably could come out maybe September, possibly, like, a summer mm-hmm. date, you know? Because you know Zelda's going to be their main thing. In yeah, I'm, I'm, if I put money down now, I would say Zelda's coming out the Friday before Black Friday. Dude, you want to know what would be really crazy if that and Uncharted 4 or stuff like that would be, like, at the same type of week? That would be a fucking horrible. Um, in November? Uh, I don't want to get... I don't want to <laughs> think about fucking next holiday. I'm still, like, buried in games right now, and I'm already kind of concerned about 2015. But, um... <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm afraid of February 2015. Yeah, February, like, really the first six months of the year looks pretty solid. We got Dying Light, Evolved, uh, Witcher 3 is coming out in May, Batman's coming out in June... Order yeah. 1886 uh, is coming out in February. Oh, my God. Codename Steam is Dude. March. Um, Dude, summer 2015 is going to rule. Yeah, and then what's <laughs> the other big... Oh, we got Battlefield and Bloodborne coming out in, in March. And then we got uh, Dark Souls 2 being remade for the new consoles in May. So the first six months of the year is jam I want to play my games, I have. Plus, I think um, <laughs> Project Cars, I think, comes out in January. Nuggles in the corner. So, I mean, the first six months, we got plenty to play so we were, hopefully Fuck we won't yeah, have that man. slow period like we were used to and then right after that I mean I, I imagine Star Fox will probably be the between August and September uh, August and October um yep. so someone didn't turn their phone off wasn't me um sorry god Chad <laughs> professional um well hell I had a lady give a message to me what are the how, nice it's a bot it's a bot it's not real it's not I a credit card it's not a bot shut up shut up shut up shut up shut up <laughs> Uh, kind of going. I mean, so Jack, uh, Jake, did you have anything? What did you think about the? From what, I know you didn't get to watch it, but what you, from what you, from what you read about those news or heard about it, what did you think about the show? For I've heard nothing but good things about it, like from developers and media personnel. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I'd got a lot, got seen most of the stuff that, like the award show. Yeah, but. Because I can't believe I actually watched last year's. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, like, the best part of that award show is that we were making fun of the award show. Yeah, I, I remember going to my buddies oh, and watching yeah, that. We... That was pretty fun. Well, Tyler and I actually had like a little bit of a fun time with, with one of the game reviews oh, before? and stuff that day. Game before. Yeah. That was so we, hilarious. The entire time, we were thinking of, uh, oh god, what's his name from... Fucking Randy, Randy Newman, Newman, I think. We were it was. doing like Randy Newman like impressions singing so it was like this prehistoric like about cavemen. Um it's like it looks like it's it's gonna be a small like PC game or like maybe like a small downloadable game on the consoles, but yep. we were joking around, oh then the sequel will be during and then the third one the trilogy the complete trilogy will be after. And we're just making the entire time we were like it's still like dinosaurs, left foot, right foot foot lip we're just doing randy newman impressions the entire fucking time she digs the bite of the yeah <laughs> oh, we're doing live it was pretty fun we we're doing live commentary the entire time oh man. Um, no but uh, what's I've hilarious kinda, is like we have fucking like uh sorry go on ahead jake um kind of ex- still kind of excited for uh the order 1886 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
It's yeah. just, I wish the game would have been out when I got my PS4. Because oh, the, right? the hype level is significant, mm. significant, eh, significantly down. Oh, like, okay. But seeing the trailer for it at the Game, the game Awards trailer just pushed it up a little bit more. Okay. So it's like, God, I want the game now. See, it's kind of funny because I'm the exact opposite. Like, when I first heard about the game, I had no interest. And then as at E3, they showed a big gameplay trailer. And then um, at the Game Awards, they showed another trailer. And that kind of hyped me up a little bit more. Um, another big thing I guess we didn't talk about was we finally got some gameplay of the new Zelda game for Wii U. Oh, yeah, we did. Little bits. Yeah, it was though. not much. It was basically just Link on the uh, uh, on Epina. Riding and doing horseback, and yeah. we we, realize, we find out we can shoot arrows off the back of Epina, so that's pretty fun. Uh, that, that was interesting, but um, I guess we can jump into kind of like the, the awards, and uh, I'll kind of go through them real quick. Um, but we'll start off with uh, game of the year was a Dragon Age, and it beat out Bayonetta two, Dark Souls two, uh, Hearthstone, and Shadow of Mordor. Um, I'll just run mm-hmm. through the games real quick, and you guys can tell me what you think overall. Um, of like. Uh, best okay. independent game was Shovel Knight. Uh, best, no yeah, surprise. no surprise there. Um, best narrative was Valiant, Valiant Hearts. Uh, best performance, um, voice performance, was Trey Parker as uh, about seventy five thousand fucking voices in South Park: Sick of Truth. Dude, that guy fucking deserved it. Yeah. Dude. I mean, Jesus Christ, doing all that in one game and this distinguishable voices. Yeah, I did fun. like his quote. He's like. Well, the thing I love about video games the most is it's the only time I'll ever beat Kevin Spacey in anything. <laughs> uh, but best remaster was GTA V. Um, best action adventure was Shadow of Mordor. Best fighting game was Smash Brothers Wii U. Uh, best no best sports slash racing game was in, was Mario Kart Eight. This is a bullshit. This is a bullshit fucking category. Okay, he was, why? He's pissed about this before the show. Go on. I want to hear it. Fucking, okay, well, go uh, on. Go on. I want to hear this. Fucking, there's two sports games in this entire category out yep. of five games. That's 40%. Yeah, still, they should at least deserve their own fucking title because there's more, like, personally, I don't think Mario Kart 8 is the best racing game that came out this did, year. Did you play Mario Kart 8? I've seen gameplay videos and I've seen... A shit ton of other people play okay. it. So I played four I, out of the five games, and I would say Mario Kart Eight is the winner for sure. Like uh, FIFA Fifteen and NBA Two K Fifteen, like that should be separate titles. Like those, no way those compete with Mario Kart Eight, Trials Fusion, and even Forza Horizon Two. Like those two games are sports games that get made every year yeah and that's my biggest they had no chance in this category yeah and that's the biggest issue is sport, you gotta have a sports award in there somewhere and the problem is all the yeah. sports games are redoes every year every now and then you get like Which, ones in there but that, what, yeah they're all remade every year so they need to be in that, that category by themselves best remastering of a sports game Yes. Okay, I can I can I can agree with that, you know, like because not, the sports gonna... and the racing thing was just really well, kind problem... of uh you can't weird. compete you can't <laughs> compete with uh games that are actually kind of new. Like the... Yeah, but the the problem is though is how many good racing games do we usually get a year? We'll go sometimes two or three years without a, a good racing game. So it's it, right, very right, true. The too. next uh in the next freaking uh 
category, best shooter. Yeah. Um, Advanced Warfare was okay. Was better. It was better than. Uh, it was better than freaking. What do you call it? Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Des- yeah. Destiny was pretty good. Like, was good. Like game wise, but I wouldn't call it a good shooter. Far Cry right. Four, which obviously is the winner. Sorry to it did take win. that from you. Uh, take that from you, uh, Tyler. Yeah, but it was Titanfall and Wolfenstein. I'd actually, um, in my vote for this, I told Jack during the during the show when we were, when we were watching it, I'd vote yeah. Wolfenstein. I thought Wolfenstein was the by far the best game of that that five. I mean, and like I said, I've only played the beta and alpha of Destiny. I've only played a little bit of Advanced Warfare. I played four out of the five again in that one. The only one I haven't played is Titanfall. But I thought Wolfenstein was a better game of that one. Even so, I wouldn't think Titanfall would have deserved that type of category yeah. whatsoever. Because, like I was saying before, though, the game the game has some great gameplay. The game is addicting. It can be good with clan stuff. But you get burnt out very easily as opposed to some of the other games in that category, yeah. I would think. But okay, I probably should have went with the category above it, best fighter. But still, like there's, uh, I wouldn't put Titanfall in, or Destiny in the best shooter. I'd probably put Destiny in best adventure game. Uh, but it makes sense with I, shooter though. I mean, yeah, I I would have um I equate Destiny more towards an adventure game than I do a shooter game. Those games are hard. It's hard to it's hard to place those kind of games because it's it's an action adventure shooter. Or best best open world game. Uh, they like should. Warcraft, Far Cry 4 and Destiny should be in that. I can agree with that. I think that should be its own kind of thing where any game like an open world um, should have. That should be its own category. But I don't know. I, I agree with... I, I think for the most part, I mean, if we're going to go back to some of these games, I agree. I think uh, Game of the Year, and I haven't played Dragon Age Inquisition, but that seems like the, the best choice out of those. I thought Shovel Knight was definitely... Transistor was also another nominee. That I enjoyed both those games quite a bit, but I'd probably go Shovel Knight in that. Like we talked about, Valiant, um, Valiant Hearts being best narrative, I completely agree with that. That's one of the most emotional games I've ever played in my entire life, um, and I love that game, and it deserves it. Um, best fighting game, Smash. I mean, I've only Smash Brothers 3DS and Smash. Smash Brothers is yeah, Smash Brothers is going against itself in this category. Yeah, there's two Smash Brothers games: Persona 4, Killer Instinct, and then Street, and Street Ultra Street Fighter, the, the 75th iteration of Street Fighter 4. <laughs> Like I said earlier, I sure went with the best fighting game category. Yeah, but. that game was. <laughs> yeah. I think Smash Brothers Wii U was basically if you you broke it down, it was basically which one was better, 3DS or Wii U? Because the rest of those games probably didn't have a shot chance. And to let's be honest, we knew Smash Brothers was going to win. Yeah, and Smash Brothers, like, it, it just didn't matter. That's very and it's true. Deserving game um, uh, for it, but um, kind of moving on. That was going with uh, best role playing game. Uh, the nominees were Bravely Default, Dark Souls Two, Divinity, uh, Dragon Age, and South Park's Stick of Truth. Obviously, Dragon Age, if being Game of the Year, had to win this uh, category as well. Oh, that'd be pretty funny if uh, it, it, it lost best role playing game, but won Game of the Year. Yeah, but, and it lost to like Divinity. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, and Divinity not being even nominated. All those games seem deserving. <laughs> Obviously, people like Dark Souls love Dark Souls too. Blade of Default is a fan fucking tastic game. South Park Stick of Truth is an awesome game, and I if if Dragon Age Inquisition wasn't in that category, Dark Souls Two would have won. More than likely, yeah. yeah. If we're going to a fan vote, it'd probably be Dark Souls Two or South Park. Um, best Family Game: uh, Disney Infinity Two, Fantasia, Skylanders, Tomodachi Life, and the winner was Mario Kart Eight. 
I can I guess I can go with that based off basically it's a it's an it's an eight player game, so you can't you can't really yep. beat that. Um, and I mean for me, that's the only game I've ever played with my family and probably since Rock Band two came out. So that's for from personally for me that'd be the winner. Um, best online experience: Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, Dark Souls two, Destiny, Hearthstone, and Titanfall. Uh, I have All right. you guys can talk no. about this one. All right. Online experience is, which is a very broad topic, because yeah, mm-hmm. Call of Duty in here. Which, if you have a good Call of Duty experience, strictly shooting wise, like game wise, it's a good, decent player. But online experience, I think of people, the twelve year olds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't call Call of Duty the best online experience because it's the same call, same as every other Call of Duty. Yeah, but if it's still better sure. than if nobody can top it, it's, it would obviously win. Yeah, but I don't, I, again, I think this I like this category. It's better than having a, a multiplayer and a co op category. I guess just have it all in one. So I like yeah. from that standpoint. But uh, Destiny, that which won best online experience. The game had online issues at launch. Yep, and uh, Hearthstone, that's games fun I guess for into card games it's a very it doesn't have any it has a dedicated fan base it has a dedicated fan base but it doesn't have like there's no party chat there's none getting together to play games like well you're, you're playing like a five minute card game uh, yeah so it's not going to have that, that complete experience either on your phone or through a web browser it's not going to be yeah or your iPad it's not going to yeah it's not going to have that experience that you're, you're not going to have that experience with getting into in a, a party with your buddies and playing for hours on end so and Titanfall, Titanfall was fun for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but going on to best mobile slash handheld game, uh, the nominees were Bravely Default, uh, Hearthstone, which won, uh, Monument Valley, Smash Brothers 3DS, and Threes, which I, I hear nothing but good things about. Threes. I've heard good things about, but it's just it's just a small hmm. free to play like uh, match three game. They just gotta get three like anything in multiples of three. Um, yeah. But what do you guys think of the winner in this one? Well, really, I don't know much about Hearthstone. Hearthstone is probably so. the obvious winner besides Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've only played I played Bravely Default and Smash Brothers. I think I'd go Bravely Default over Smash Brothers. But I guess I mean, you're looking at fan base wise. Obviously, Hearthstone's got to win. It's got the biggest fan base. It's a free game. You have you have most of the wild. I was actually more so you know I was just more so surprised that it was on like uh, tablets and stuff like that. Yeah, I thought it was only like a PC oh, game a, only. It's a... <laughs> You can play it in a web browser. It does not take much to run that game. Yeah, but it was kind of a weird. Like huh. Jack mentioned it during while we were while it was going on live was Hearthstone's on Steam, so it's not just a uh, mobile game. But I, I mean, I guess you can argue both ways there about whether it yeah, be in that conversation or not. I had a bigger issue with it being a game of the year contender than anything. I don't. I think there's better games, and I mean, I it's a it's a uh, game with a huge fan base made by Blizzard. Yeah, so I mean. Yeah, so it's it has it has the background of it, it has the backup. It has the pedigree. It. Yeah, it has yeah it has the pedigree and has the freaking the following. support of a AAA title. Very true. It's if Angry Birds Star Wars was on here, then we'd have. Problems. That's very true. That's a good point. Yes. Uh, but going on to developer of the year, uh, Blizzard, Monolith, Telltale, Ubisoft, Montreal, which that's a fucking joke. Um, and Nintendo. I, I will take back though. Ubisoft Montreal did make Child of Light and uh, Valiant Hearts, but 
but and Nintendo ended up winning this this uh, bracket. And I guess from what I saw on Twitter, a lot of people are pissed about this one about Nintendo winning. Really? And I I <laughs> well, you know what? It was just like what I was telling you. Like one of the things. Like out of all the companies, it seemed like Nintendo had the least amount of heat out of all those categories. You know, out of all those companies. Yeah, it, like all right, real, it just felt like all right, real quick. Uh, Blizzard put out Warlords of Draenor and Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Hearthstone was last year, so it was like it early this year, like, yeah, late last year. Like I think it came out beta this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Hearthstone, which is a free to play game with microtransactions. Uh, but I, this we all know what Blizzard's done, but like, and this isn't a dig towards Monolith, but what have they put out this year? I like th- I'm looking it up. Monolith. So, hmm. honestly, for me, it'd be a top, top three-way tie between Nintendo, Telltale, and Ubisoft Montreal. And I would probably personally go with Telltale for this, but... Well, it all depends, though. I mean, for obviously for me, it's it probably would be Nintendo because of the quality of stuff that they have put out like consistently throughout the year. But then again, you can make the same case for Telltale as well. Well, Telltale put, put out... out some pretty damn uh, good according stuff. According to this, real quick, not including Borderlands or uh, Game of Thrones, Delta put out Walking Dead season two and yep. uh, Wolf Among Us. Which, the Wolf Among Us. The Wolf Among Us was a great game, and I didn't play. I haven't played all the Delta or Walking Dead season two yet, but the first episode for that was great. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, well, but yeah, I mean, they quantity was Nintendo has it. Yeah, I mean, you look at, I mean, yeah. they had Mario Kart Eight, they had Bayonetta Two, yep, Hyrule Warriors, yep, uh, Captain Totes, quantity, quantity and quality. Yeah, was, they, they had Nintendo has they had it. the most more games than anybody else. And every game, if you look on Wikipedia or not Wikipedia, and it wasn't broken. Yeah, they most, all came no. out. They yes, worked. and when they, and if you look, if you go on um, a Metacritic right now, every single game is eighty or above. Exactly. So it's not, More than you can say for Ubisoft. Yeah, I mean, Ubisoft made, Montreal made two fantastic games in Child of Light and Valiant Hearts, but their big, biggest game, Assassin's Creed Unity, came out broken as shit, and they're still fixing it. So, yep. Assassin's Creed people. Unity was broke, Watch Dogs was a <laughs> disappointment. Yeah. And, uh... It's just that Nintendo bias where people, I mean, and I understand, and I don't want to, like, come off as a fanboy. Like, I'm not... Like I'm probably the least Nintendo lover here, and I would probably agree that Nintendo would win the developer. Yeah, I, I think the problem is Nintendo doesn't make those hardcore mm. big frat boy games that everybody wants to play. They haven't made those since probably the GameCube. Mm-hmm. But I mean, overall, they're actually more tolerant now, though, of like certain developers putting content on their I'm, service. You know, stuff, I'm just happy but, uh, that Nintendo is allowing Let's Plays now. Yeah, they've That's always allowed true. them. They just now they now they get the money for whatever advertisement you get. But Very I would true. say though, I mean, if you look at if Spike TV was doing this award show this year, a developer of the year would probably the, the nominees would be, probably be Blizzard, Ubisoft, EA, Activision. and Activision, and it'd be this fucking one of those douchebags end up winning it. Um, it would probably have been Activision because Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty or EA yep. because of fucking Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. <laughs> uh, but next one, uh, no, EA was always Dr Pepper. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, oh. Activision's got Mountain Dew. Um, but going on though to the next one, best. Wait, did you ever find out what Monolith made this? Show? Oh, I I looked it up. I don't see any. They have the next big thing they have coming out is Xenoblade next year. I don't see anything yeah. for this year. The last game they had come out was 
Link Between Worlds, which is a 3D 3DS game from last year. So I don't know why the fuck they're on the list. Um, unless I miss something. Oh, I don't know why they're on the list. I'll, I'll look. Okay. I went on the Wikipedia on. page. That's mm-hmm. what I got. Um, no, move on right now. And I'll come up with okay. it. Okay. Um, but best score and soundtrack. Uh, nominees were Alien Isolation, Child of Light. Oh, Shadow Mordor. Oh, they made Shadow Mordor. Okay. There you go. Oh, well, good for them then. Um, still Nintendo won. Um, but score soundtrack uh, this year was Alien Isolation, Child of Light, Sunset Overdrive, Transistor, and Destiny, which Destiny won that one. Wow, Monolith came up with the Matrix Online. I'm so sorry, Monolith. No, uh, they, they lost by default ten years ago. <laughs> nine years ago. Oh, nine Close. Okay. Anything to do with Matrix, they lose. Um, but overall, I mean... Oh, Matrix 2 and 3. Oh, fuck those. They lose. Uh, but overall... It, they're, they're owned by WB, so that would be weird. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Warner Brothers. Um, but no, I think Destiny makes sense. They do have the, cor- the composer from Halo, and then they have the Wings involved um makes sense for that i i love the, the music of transistor and child of light uh transistor is probably the better soundtrack but i, I can't aliens aliens soundtrack scared the shit out of me yeah i mean you can i mean you can base off of just that the yeah off that you can probably go with them but obviously having paul mccartney well, I, on the side destiny is probably the only album i've actually destiny is the only album i bought this year oh okay Wow, I think Transistor. If you haven't played the game yet, um, at least check out the, the soundtrack. It's pretty good. But you can't. I hear nothing. I agree with you. You can't argue Destiny with Paul McCartney on your side. It's hard to argue that. Um, but games for change, and I'm, what I'm from understanding this is game changers in the industry. Um, but Mountain uh, was a nominee. Never Alone, uh, Last of Us DLC, Left Behind, This War of Mine, and Valiant Hearts. Which Valiant Hearts ended up winning this one. Um, I really don't say about this one because I'm I don't know what you can say as a game changer or not, but I would say I, going out of this, Valiant Hearts was um fantastic, and like I said, it's most emotional, emotional experience I probably had ever playing a game, so I I can't argue that I guess. Um, most anticipated game for 2015, Batman. I also, don't believe this should be a an award. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird subjective argument in that one it's hard to talk mm-hmm. it's hard to argue or just or agree or disagree with that one uh, most anticipated game uh, Batman Arkham Knight Bloodborne Evolve Uncharted 4 and The Witcher 3 which Witcher 3 won that one um, I don't know okay I, <laughs> I, I don't know who to... so they're basically rewarding based on hype yeah which the, I, I'm more hyped for Uncharted 4 than I am Witcher 3 yeah I was I kind of am too, especially after the gameplay footage. But we can get yeah, into at that time. Though, I, I guess what what we have a year to talk about in Charter Four. Honestly, out of the five games, the only one I'm even <laughs> hyped for is in Charter Four. So, um, I want to yeah, play all Arkham those. Origins kind of <laughs> threw you off for Arkham Knight. Yeah, I'm fucking sick of Batman games. After I mean, they I thought they peaked with Asylum. City was still pretty good. Origins, fucking fuck you. Um, <laughs> but going well, they'd be. F- Fuck but you, yeah, to be free fair, game though, I, I got. <laughs> I know, but to be fair, though, that was a different studio than Rocksteady, yeah. and Rocksteady's doing Arkham Knight. It, so. it was a cash grab. Um, you should probably yeah. rent Arkham Knight. I'll, I'll probably eventually pick it up, because it's coming out in June. There's probably nothing coming around it. Oh, and Mortal, Mortal Kombat X is coming around that time, so I might pick that up instead. Um, Dragon Age Xenoverse. I'm sadly interested. What in the that. fuck is Xenoverse? <laughs> Xenoverse? What? It's... Xenoverse. God, yeah, this actual title. 
Is it like a DLC uh, pack or something coming crazy. out? crazy. No, it's an actual Dragon Ball Z game for the newer console. Oh, I thought you said Dragon... Oh, Dragon Ball Z. I thought Ball you said Z. Dragon Age. Dragon Age. Like, what no, the fuck? I said Dragon Ball Z. No <laughs> I was thinking Dragon Age. I'm sorry. I got excited. Um, <laughs> No. That'd be kind of weird for a Dragon Age game to have Xenoverse. In it. I, I, I Very wouldn't true. argue at this point. It's it's more Dragon Age. I uh, still need to play that game. It's it's, it's pissing me off. Um, but esports player of the year, who gives a fuck? Esports team of the year, <laughs> still don't give a fuck. Uh, trending gamer of the year, as, a, as an actual former esports player, don't give a fuck. Yeah, so fuck them. Uh, trending gamer of the year went to Total Biscuit, which was a nice little respectful thing. Uh, he, he does have yeah. cancer, so it was kind of more of a uh, respect thing. So it was nice to hear. He had a nice emotional uh, speech after he did win. Um, but going on to the last one of uh, of the show, uh, best fan creation, uh, Zelda rap. I, I by Ego Raptor. I still haven't heard it. Did never even heard about all the. Z- yeah, what? it's called the the what Zelda the rap. It's called the Zelda rap by Ego Raptor. I never even fucking heard of it until the show. Wait. Oh, really? So Eagle Raptor has a fucking award. He was nominated shit? for best fan creation. He didn't win. Okay. Uh, Lu- the Luigi Death Stare uh, was the nomination. <laughs> Mind the Diamond is a Minecraft song. Uh, Minecraft Titan City. Uh, someone made a big fucking city in Titan in Minecraft. And uh, the winner of this of this uh, best fan creation was Twitch Plays Pokemon, which that makes Yay. sense. Yay. So having yeah, the does. For they the went through the entirety streamers. of all the series of the Pokemon games with a span of a year. Yeah, <laughs> uh, didn't it take like two months from the do the first to do yeah. Red? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh Seriously, my god. if you if any of the listeners are interested in like just uh, catching some of the like videos and stuff with like Twitch plays Pokemon, seriously, do I mean it's just monotonous as hell. I even participated in a little bit in the original <laughs> one, and that's just basically you're just entering commands and stuff like. Uh, up, down, left, right, or anything else like that. And somehow these guys made it through all the entirety of Red and Blue and all the other Pokemon games just by somewhat trying to coordinate stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's obviously the winner. That was probably the biggest one going on throughout the year. And I personally, I only ever heard of two going into the show. That and Luigi Death Stare. Um, but overall, I would say I'm, I was fairly okay with the with the, the awards given out. Can't argue most of them. Um... But we can kind of move on a little bit. Well, let's go on to the next big presentation that happened the very next day. Uh, the PlayStation Experience, PSX, which is kind of a celebration of the 20th anniversary of the PlayStation 1 coming out. Uh, they mm-hmm. did announce that the they were making a very small... I think it was only like 13,000. They're making 13,000 uh, PlayStation 4s that look like the original PlayStation. Which looked... That looks yeah, it looked pretty fucking awesome. Um... But I, I saw a bunch. They went. They're on eBay today for like going for like a thousands, thousands of dollars. So, yeah, uh, people for that. But um, yeah. Kind of go jumping into um, kind of what happened during the PlayStation experience. Um, Bungie did show off the the first Des- Destiny expansion. I think it just came out Tuesday. Am I right? It it came out Tuesday. Yeah, the Dark Below. It's, I played most of it, and uh, there's actually a story in it. It's nice. Oh wow! Hey, there you go. <laughs> but uh, it's like, why did you wait so long to give me a story? <laughs> God damn it, Bungie! I'm in love with you. <laughs> but <laughs> what's interesting about that is that the that's ex- exclusive on the PS3 and PS4 until next fall. 
So what? Mark, wow. The dark below. Yeah, dark below. The, so Marcus. No, it ain't. Yep. It says uh, dark below. I played it on the Xbox One. Really? They said that the content was exclusive till fall 2015. It, uh, Maybe certain aspects of the DLC was exclusive. Yeah, that would have to be it because there's there'd be no way that. Uh, not that there wouldn't be a way. It's just uh, that's too long nowadays for an expansion to be exclusive. Yeah, so maybe I misunderstood. Maybe it was Very certain like, aspects of the game that was. Uh, I think uh, PlayStation users get an additional strike, and they'll get like a little bit more content that the Xbox users won't get. Okay, so but uh, all right, that makes more sense. Um, then Naughty Dog came out, and they started off with a 15 minute game uh, live gameplay uh, trailer or footage. Uh, for Uncharted 4. Um, oh my god. Did you guys get a chance to watch this at all? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. that. I didn't because I'm so hyped I don't want to. Like I don't want to. Even I don't even get the hype level even higher. Yeah. Um, I would say um, it, look, it, it looks it's a prettier Uncharted for the gameplay. Yep. Um, I'd say they're talking about oh, this is a, it's called Uncharted 4 the, A Thief's End and there are people are, rumors are it's supposed to be about the this might be the last one with uh, the main character in the game. Um, what was his name again? What's the main character? Nathan, Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake. Thank you. Nathan Drake. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but I think it's... Just think of Uncharted Drake's Unfortune. Yeah, that makes me... I was trying to think of the first game's title. Or Drake's Fortune. Um, <laughs> unfortunate. But... Hey, it makes sense because a lot of shit happened to him in the first that's game. That's true. It yeah, was pretty yeah, unfortunate what's happened to him. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Uncharted, a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. <laughs> <laughs> that would that hey, title would Jim work. Harry as uh, Sully. Come on, I'm okay with that. Um, but they're they're, they're kind of like the rumor is this might be the last one with Nathan Drake as the main character. But at the end yeah. of the gameplay trailer or the gameplay footage, it, you meet uh, Nathan Drake's brother, and he's his old. It's his older yep. brother. I'm thinking that Nathan Drake's not going Wait, anywhere. Wasn't, wasn't Nathan a Drake a freaking uh, homeless uh, homeless kid? Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> he was abandoned in an orphanage or something like that as a kid. But I don't know. Uh, he could be adopted brother. Or seriously, something, but, or but he could be like a non blood brother. But you had, a blood brother that was that was lost at youth could be something like that. But it's it's at the end you meet Nathan Drake's older brother, and I'm assuming that this they're talking about Nathan's older brother. That that's the thief's end part of it. I don't think Nathan Drake's going anywhere. He's kind of like. Or Nathan Drake's brother is a thief that dies. That's thief. what I'm saying. Like that's the they're talking. A thief's end is talking about Nathan Drake's older brother. Um, but the gameplay looked great. It looks it's more uncharted. Uh, just really pretty. Um, well, prettier and much more like uh, options. That look like yeah. you can do like a lot more options in terms of like transversing how you're going to tackle the situation. Yep, that's true. It's not just like run into the situation and attack. It's you can actually go around. So it's more of a stealth kind of mechanic to it. Um, so look, I like yeah, that. I like that too. I'm definitely <laughs> in for that. Um, then they announced uh, going on to the press conference. Sony did announce Persona Five is in fact coming to PS4. Um, in, in, yes, in North, in North America, America in 2015. Um, oh my god! Uh, the, the cr- another RPG. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> Sony did announce that the the creators of Katamari Damacy is the next game is Wadam. That's we really didn't get a much a lot, a lot on that, but that what a what a, sounds like a fucking Pokemon. Yeah, actually, I knew a girl whose last name was Wadam, <laughs> but uh, seriously, 
<laughs> I just I just think of that one Pokemon that like everything bounced off of him, like Wally. What was his name? Wally or Wally? Yeah, that one. That's why I think of. <laughs> um, then we got a gameplay trailer for a top-down free-to-play game coming to PS4 only called Kill Strain. Um, I saw okay. the video; it looked pretty interesting. Um, hmm. Free to play, can't you know? I'll try it out. Uh, and then EA came out with probably the, one of the bigger news of the press conference. They were offering three free games to everybody. Um, uh, three EA, uh, three free games from EA uh, on PS4. Everybody got it was only for the week only. So if you're listening to this now, this, it's over. It ended up at midnight Monday. Uh, but PS4 owners got uh, Plants for the Zombies, Garden Warfare. Uh, PS3 mm-hmm. owners got Mirror's Edge, and Vita owners got, I believe it was uh, Need, Need for Speed for Most Speed, Wanted. Uh, I think yeah, so. Most Wanted. So that which yeah, the PS4 owners got the yeah. best one. I, I played think. a couple. No, Mir- I preferred Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge was good. Well, yeah, Mirror's Edge is a great game and stuff like that. But that it's... game was released all the way back in 2008. I thought. Yeah, it's a six year old. I think it was also the first uh, game that was free for. PlayStation Plus users. I think it was too. So if you already had a, uh, if you already had PlayStation Plus off the bat, you already got it. But I think it got, it got free like several times actually. Probably. So. But oh. um, Garden Warfare just came out I think in June. So we got a. I think it was like January. Oh no! It was it was early. It was early. I think it was like a spring. It was early. Was it? I thought it was a spring game, but I could be wrong. But regardless, it was the it's the first few months of the PS4's oh, launch. Okay. That's what I thought. But. I mean, still. I mean, last week it was on sale for the Black February Friday February 2015. Oh, okay. So, what? February twenty or twenty fourteen? February twenty fifth. Okay, makes more sense. Twenty fourteen. All right. Let's say we, so. We got it before three months before it came out. Awesome. Um, but that's even better <laughs> deal. But no, I mean that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. It was actually twenty dollars last week on Black Friday or two weeks ago. And you get it for yeah, free. Yeah, I almost bought it. For, it, for it was free. like 1974 for this game. I almost bought it. I'm glad I didn't now. Uh, I played a couple games of it. It's pretty fun so far. Um, but kind of going on, uh, the developers of Unfinished Wand announced their next game called What Remains of uh, Edith Finch. Uh, we don't really know much about it. Just besides they announced they're making a game. Uh, both Broken Age uh, games will be coming to PS4 and Vita uh, in 2015, yes. which is fucking awesome. Because I want to play those games, and also Grim Fandango Remaster is coming January twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. Fucking oh, awesome! Yeah. Uh, that game. Oh, dude! Not only that, but like things like Day of the Tentacle and all those other like awesome games. Yeah, so it sounds you like um, they have got a, Double Fine and Sony have a contract going on where they're going to just remake a bunch of games. Like I said, uh, Days of the Tentacle is also coming out um, for PS four and Vita owners eventually. And then Sony also announced that there's a sequel to Fat Princess called Fat Princess Adventures uh, hmm. coming out next year, which I, from what I played of Fat Princess, that was a pretty fun game. If, if I can get a, a bunch of friends to get that game, I'm definitely fucking in for that. I agree. Um, then we also got The Forest, which is, uh, I guess, currently it's an early access. Uh, early access. Uh, God damn it. Early access? Access, access game uh, for Steam. It's coming to PS4, and I watched a video on it. Looks pretty fucking interesting. Um, it's your your character. It's first person. It's a first person game uh, with weird creatures, and basically looks like you're you're like trapped. You're like you're lost in a forest, and you gotta survive. Kind of game. Um, so that looked kind of interesting from that standpoint. Then they announced Shovel Knight is coming to PS4 in 2015, and Kratos will be a from God of War will be in the game as a playable character. 
Kratos is in everything now. Anything Sony exclusive as Kratos in it. I, I'm kind of wondering even, how they're going to handle Sony Kratos. Exclusive, the last freaking Mortal Kombat game. That's true. Yeah, he was in too. I think uh, I think in Uncharted Four, Kratos is your co-op partner. So, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and he's constantly <laughs> screaming, giving you blowing your cover. Athena, <laughs> Calliope, bring me back my family. Um, but. Um, going on with the press conference, uh, Super Time Forced Ultra is coming to PS4 and Vita. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's coming. Uh, What's that? Uh, one Super again? Time Forced Ultra. It's kind of like a yeah, I've, game. I've, ah. I've played a little bit of it from the Xbox One and stuff. It's not too bad though. It's like for like time travel type of mechanics or something like like uh, you freeze things and like certain characters get to do certain actions and stuff. Just check up a video on it. It's not too okay. bad. I want a new Time Splitters game. I'm surprised we haven't got like, that yet. Phone. I'm, oh, I'm right. so glad you know what time. I know. I remember time. I had Time Splitters two on GameCube. I played a little bit of Time Splitters two though, but uh, I couldn't get used to the controls because awesome. it was the Future same as Goldeneye. <laughs> time Splitters two is awesome game. Time Splitters Future Perfect, however, was not. Mm. Oh. It was the third. It was kind of sad. Uh, but anyway, go okay. Ahead. But moving on. Uh, they announced that uh, Ultra Street Fighter 4 is coming to PS4, but bigger news, Street Fighter, Street Fighter 5 is a PS4 exclusive. So that's, that's Damn. pretty... That's major news. That, kind of, that leaked out over the weekend. And what's big about that is uh, the PS4 version and the PC version of Street Fighter 5 will actually be cross-playable, on, you know, yep. for, like, online on PC stuff. PC and, yep, PS4. And the... Which that's nuts. Yeah, and the big rumor with that is the reason why it's it's PS4 exclusive is because Microsoft is very much against cross-platform online stuff. Mm-hmm. So they, that's for the big yeah. Like the last thing that they had cross-platform was was the I think it was either Lost Planet Colonies or Shadowrun. I think it was Shadowrun was the last one, and that kind of bombed. Mm. Um, but moving on, Geometry Wars Three is coming to PS Vita in spring. Uh, these are okay. small ones, so I'll just run through them. Darkest Dungeon is coming to PlayStation platforms. Bastion, which is a fucking fantastic game, is coming to PS4 and Vita next year. Good. Orcs, among, uh, Orcs Must Die Unchained is coming to PS4 in 2015. Uh, the Banner Saga is coming to PS Vita. Towerfall Ascension is coming to PS Vita with new stages. Octodad is coming to PS Vita. And Resident Evil uh, Revelations 2 is coming to PS Vita sometime in the spring. And the biggest news... <laughs> can, can I just... Okay, go okay, on. And go the on. biggest news, I know at least for Jack, Sudoku 1 and 2 are coming to Vita and PS3 on, um, actually out yesterday as of recording, Tuesday. I know. I am so excited upon that too because for one, the... Well, the Sweet Code in or Sweet Code in or whatever the hell type of games you're talking about. Sudoku! Those games... That's how I, that's how I pronounce <laughs> it. I just go, Sudoku! Don't make it <laughs> These... These are very popular, like, uh, really expensive RPG games. Mm-hmm. For one, Suikoden 2 goes, it used to go for over, like, 250 bucks for, like, one copy, like, say, on eBay. Holy you know, that shit. Thing, that PS1 game was so rare back in the day, only, like, a few people could actually have bought it when it was initially in its first run. And uh, that's the thing, though. Konami didn't even re-release that game during the years, like, uh, afterwards. They put out other games in the series and the PS2 and stuff, but uh, the second one is supposed to be the really, really good one, and that was supposed to be one of the best PS, like, the you know, one of the best, like, uh, PlayStation games on that platform because the quality of the RPG itself. 
which you know what the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, a bunch of fantastic RPGs. I think it probably has some of the better like RPG wise maybe qualities like matching up maybe past the Super Nintendo in terms of that. I'm just Kingsfield, mm. freaking Kingsfield! Oh my god, was a ridiculous PlayStation game. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't really you, play did that. Did you play part, it? But... Uh, you didn't play it? No. No. Consider it a Dark Souls top game hmm. for the PlayStation. Yeah, that's it, the thing, though. Like for it was ridiculous. Oh, man. That was just the thing back in like uh, the mid, the late '90s and stuff, when the Super Nintendo was done and did one of the bunch of its things. You know, releasing quality games like Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy two, three, otherwise we know as four and six. Now, the PlayStation really picked up the slack in terms of like. Uh, all the RPGs going to that platform since the 64 and stuff didn't really have too many RPGs at all during its entire life cycle. So you got quality games, let's say like Xenogears, you had your Suikoden's, you had obviously the Final Fantasy games, 7, 8, and 9. Let's see. Oh, you and had also like Threads of Fate, all this. And a minor man. thing to touch on that I think pissed everybody off at the PlayStation experience was uh, they announced that Final Fantasy 7 is coming to PS4. Not as a remake, they're, yep. just, they're just porting it's PS4. A, it's, a PC it's the PC port. port. <laughs> and I was just, just saying, like, on Facebook by the time that the thing was, uh... That later on that Saturday, when I came back to work and I read that news, I'm like, okay, it's coming on the PS4. And I look at it, it's like, oh, it's just gonna be the PC port? The port, man? Oh, man. Square Enix just trolled everybody big mm. time there. <laughs> Oh, you want Final Fantasy VII? Yeah, here you go. <laughs> here it is, from 20 years ago. <laughs> but, uh, no, overall, I, I think it was pretty good. I mean, it's like, they basically threw their own, like, birthday party uh, for the PlayStation, and yep. I thought they knocked it out of the park with this, uh, pretty much everything top to bottom. I mean, we got m- more information and big game announcements, exclusives, pretty much anything you, like, I don't know what more you can ask for out of this press conference, so... I'd like to see more more companies do this. I I was talking to uh, Jack about this. Um, I believe during uh, the during the video game awards show the night before was when we were talking about the PSX. Was I feel like everybody's seen the success of the Nintendo Directs, and I I would like mm-hmm. to see like Sony and Microsoft go that route with them. Every few months, right. just have a big whenever they have anything important to say, have a little direct. They're cheap and easy to make. A lot of information in a short amount of time. I, I think this is right. it's obviously a little bit bigger scale direct, but I'd like to see more more gaming and maybe not just the console makers, but developers and publishers go go this route. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, so I don't know, overall, I enjoyed it. I, I what, the news I got out of it was pretty awesome. So gave us something to talk about this week for once. So that was nice. <laughs> um, but we'll, we'll go ahead and on some other stuff, non-press conference and game award news. Um, jumping into it with uh, God, of, the next God of War game is being developed. That's like saying no uh, that's like saying freaking Destiny Two is going to be. That's like out, saying so. Madden Sixteen is coming out next August. <laughs> oh, I know. It's we've already known pretty much that uh, they've been rumoring trying to create another God of War game for like the last year or yeah. so. There's going to be a new freaking Gears of War game. It's, it's going to be... It's like saying this is PlayStation's one of the PlayStation's flagship franchises. is going to be a game on the current-gen consoles. It's, 
don't even need to say it. We already assume it's going to be. Bad. Yeah, it's it's probably right. three years out. I mean, it sounds like they're very early on. It's like Kingdom Hearts three is going to be coming out. It's just we know it. It's just not it's just a matter of time. time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm curious. I, I've never been a big fan of it. I played the majority of one. I played a little bit of two. I still played the demo of three, and I've seen a little bit of an extension. But everybody I talked to is. I played. I played Dante's Inferno, so I played. God yeah, Lord. true. That's. I'm. Not, I'm just not. In, <laughs> oh yeah, no I'm not shit. into that game. The hack and slash kind of game style. So, I've always. Oh, I've always fun. kind of. Well, my problem. I enjoyed them. I bought the God of War collection, on PS3 a few years back, and I just got burnt out mid probably three fourths of the way through God of War one. Um. So I don't know. I mean. Oh. Well, at least you didn't need the stupid mistake like I did and play through like three God of War games in one month, and I just have. Only played through half of God of War two, but I got to it. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. But I mean, it's obviously it's a big franchise. It's the big time money maker for them. It's it's gonna come in. It's gonna be coming. We knew about it. Um, I guess. Well, I'm just kind of curious. We're gonna go with the crater. I know the spoilers of the of the, the series, so I'm curious. We're gonna go from there. Um, but kind of moving on, I guess, to the next uh, topic is um, Borderlands is coming to China. In MMO mm-hmm. form. Oh my god, Surprising. this is ridiculous. Yeah, so from what I understand, they don't they didn't get the first three Borderlands games, but they're getting an MMO. It's like directly like this is actually made behind uh, Gearbox. So Gearbox is at two mm. K are actually putting out a Borderlands MMO in China. Hmm. <laughs> it's a Facebook and, game. Uh, oh man, you're you're gonna have. Uh, Class, your accent class from like Borderlands 2 where you're going to have that your assassin class you're going to have a brick class which is a tank pretty much and it's like I don't understand it's like the, it has a picture of Jack like welcoming people for welcoming people to uh, Borderlands welcome to people to Pandora as a way to drive terrorism or some shit it's supposed to be like the theme behind it and I'm tempted I actually want to play this but it's only going to be in China I, I imagine it'll eventually make it's way over here will it though because there's a ton of games that are supposed to be coming over that haven't made it over yet that's true I, I, uh, a game like Borderlands I don't understand why it's going to China first just make Borderlands 1 and 2 in, over there the thing though it's like from what I've read, so China doesn't have the trademark stuff, so we can we could have a Borderlands MMO, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just ridiculous. I'm like, I it was so ridiculous that I went to a domain site trying to buy don't look for domains. I I was so tempted to buying BorderlandsTheMMO.com mm. or BorderlandsMMO.com or uh. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. So you can like, sell the rights to Border uh, to Two K. <laughs> yeah, I want to be one of those assholes <laughs> that just freaking sits on website domains. Oh yeah, you, like, like people that sit on patents. Looking at you, Sony. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I want more MMOs. Like, I'm tired of MMOs. Like, right. I I'm probably uh, playing the most here. Like, I, I play uh, Final Fantasy. I played WoW at one point. Uh, playing Star Wars: The Old Republic, trying to. Or speaking of which, uh, just released its Shadow of Raven uh, expansion pack. 
Tuesday. And, um, just, Borderlands MMO, if it has, it has to be the Borderlands style. It has to be humorous. It has to be cell shaded and all that other good stuff. But I don't know how well it worked. Yeah. If it did come to America or Europe or it'll be another, anywhere outside of China. It'll be another APB or Star Wars or Lord of the Rings or just any other MMO that comes out. Final Fantasy. It'll be big for a few months and it'll eventually kind of have its small hardcore well, audience. Um, um, MMO is a successful You can be a successful MMO without being like World of War. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's going to have its hardcore mm-hmm. audience like... Final Fantasy 11 or 14 or Lord of the Rings do. Final Fantasy 14 or 11 was, I think, genuinely hated by all. It was just the only MMO on the consoles that wasn't I don't, Fantasy I knew universe. people that played it on a regular True. basis. Um, I, I mean, it, it's going to be... I think it'll be successful for how long or how big of an audience it's going to have. I don't know, but... Still looking for my Fantasy Star Online 2. Never going to happen. <laughs> yep. No, it's supposed to come out in 2010. When I get Rogue Galaxy 2, then we'll, we'll discuss it, all right? Or Sky is Arcade of Legends 2, then we will discuss, Then we can discuss Fantasy Star Online 2. Um, come on, Sega, Team Sonic, let's do this. They're all let's Sega games, Star. so come on, Sega. Let's let's get let's get uh, our Fantasy Star going on so we can, or, um, us Americans can have fun. Or Sky is Arcade of Legends 2. Without downloading it. Without a Japanese port. That I'll take a, it's kind of illegal. illegal. I will take a illegal Japanese port of Skies of Arcade Legends too if it happens. But uh, moving on. Yeah, but I don't want to figure out how to download a download a, a mod for. English I will stuff. figure out how computers run if I have to for this <laughs> shit. Make it. I, I don't want to delve <laughs> into the master race. I, I don't want to do that. I'll fucking do. It. I'll I'll make a goddamn Terminator if I have to. Fuck it. <laughs> I want Skies of Arcade Legends too. Tyler making a Terminator to get in Skies of Arcadia too. Yeah. God damn it! I'll, I want Skynet goes live now. Thanks. I will Tyler. create Skynet for Skies of Arcade Legends too. All right. Its whole purpose is to find you, Skies of Arcade. Yeah, it goes back in time to like <laughs> kill the people in Sega that, that veto the Skies of Arcade Legends too. Oh shit! Uh, but moving on. God damn it! Now you guys give me ideas. Um, I'm drunk enough. I'll make it happen. Uh. Moving on to our last topic of the evening, our afternoon, our yeah. day, our whatever the f- galaxy or universe. whatever time you're listening, whatever time you're listening, or whatever galaxy or universe you're in, um, come to Earth. Yeah, don't yeah, don't don't come here. Come to Earth. Don't trust us. Destroy everything just, except for us. Yeah, just just fuck everything else. All except for Knuckles' apartment. Yeah, <laughs> just destroy Knuckles' apartment. Just, just destroy Knuckles' apartment. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, moving on. Don't trust humans. <laughs> yeah. But no, seriously though, like the first thing, if you, if you're an alien, fucking just kill the people that veto the Sky of Arcade Legends too. Um. <laughs> anyways, all right. You have time. You have uh space travel technologies. Of course, you have time travel technologies. Yeah. Hell yeah! They can go faster than the speed of light. Fuck yeah. Um. But going on to the last topic of um the podcast, I guess it works better. Um, but take two, and we discussed it last week. Uh, Target and Kmart in Australia no longer sell GTA Five on their stores. Mm-hmm. So take two came out with, um, I think, the perfect response to it. Um, and here it is, real quick, by uh, the president of Take Two, Carl Slatoff. Um, 
fucking jack off, whatever. Um, hey, let's be nice. I'm being nice. I'm just being a drunk asshole at the same time. Uh, but he said that, and I quote, um, if I can have your attention, please. It's one, it's one thing for someone to not want to buy a piece of content, which is completely understandable. And that, that's really the solution. If you don't like it and it's offensive to you, then don't buy it. But for a person to, or a group of people to try and make that decision for millions of people, we have 34 mm. million people who bought Grand Theft Auto 5. And if those folks yep. had their way, none of those people would be able to buy Grand GTA 5. And that really just flies in the face of everything that free society is based on. It's a freedom of expression and, it, and try to squ- squelch that is a dangerous and slippery slope to go down. So it, it's really more disappointing for us in that regard than it is to context of our business. Context of our business, our business is going is going to be completely unaffected by this. It doesn't make a difference to us at the end of the day, though. It's not something you want to want because it's a poor leadership decision. Um, I fucking love this. Basically, what he's saying, and I said this last week, is if you don't want if the games offend you and you don't want it, don't fucking buy it. True. That's it. Yeah. See, there was also an article that was on Polygon, and uh, this person was I'm not going to say the name because that'd be rude. Because mm-hmm. I'm about to shit talk this piece no matter what. The uh, the doctrine of if you don't like it, don't just don't buy it is useful defense against cynical portrayers in shoddy of shoddy products. They would prefer if you move along and keep your opinions to yourself. When used in video games, this is cheap line usefully reduces the relationship between products and humans to a base financial transaction. The product has no meaning for those who do not consume it or who is or, or so we are supposed to believe. Fans of the product can can be relied upon to take upon the same call. Leave us alone to have our fun, they say. Don't look too closely. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's no shame. Moving on. Take-Two wants to fr- a frame decision by Australian retailers to take the game off their shelves it's as an issue of consumer rights of free speech. No, not every country is American have the right... They do not have the right to freedom of speech or freedom of... Ex- of self-expression. Just moving on. That that was for me. That wasn't the quote. Uh, right. Like, Germany, uh, you don't have the freedom of speech. <laughs> uh, yeah. Obviously, right. like, going Wolfenstein back. has, like, they don't have the swastika in the Wolfenstein games. Right. And going back, it makes you, it wants to make you be mad at all the gold petition that's petition that questions GTA 5's portrayal of brutal murder of sex workers and basically she goes the person goes on to uh, basically braids a 2k in rockstar but and she has a picture of a uh, dead prostitute with the character in first person holding a bloody axe and but in this game it pisses me off because you don't focus around killing women in this game you could go through this game, go through GTA 5, only killing guys, because there are no female enemies in this game. Like, I'm at the point of GTA 5 right now on the PS4 where I have to go kill a bunch of redneck uh, meth farmers. Oh. Right yeah, level. and none of, them, none of them are women, so we're 
most of these games are killing guys. And yep. I I see no one like no one talking crap about how this game's overly violent towards the male audience. Well, I mean, like when I've killed more guys in this game than I have even women. Well, I mean, they, they talk about in this game though. I mean, Grand Theft Auto Five they talk about is overly violent. Period. They don't go towards a certain race or species. It's just GTA Five, as we know, and it's been going on since GTA Three. Well, no, that's what the excuses were for them to be taken off the shelves. They they depict women in a negative connotation. Yeah, I mean, and I can understand. I mean, it's over. They do over sexualize women. I guess you can argue that, but I mean, most shows do like they use every show or game not every game but i mean they have it's a little teenage everything has it it sells sex sells i mean rather regardless whether it's a uh a, a gorgeous woman in a bikini or a dude wearing a fucking tube sock i mean it, it, everything has it i mean i don't want to get into a feminist argument um from my standpoint you guys can have if you want um but I, I'm more of on the side with Take Two. Is it's more of if you don't want the game, then don't buy it. I mean, it's it's if, that yeah, simple. exactly. That's how that's how I feel about it. If like if you you don't want you don't want to play the game, don't play it. If you don't want your kids to play the game, don't buy it for them because God knows they're underage. They don't need to play in the violence. Yeah, game. I mean, and and it's like it's ridiculous. It's like. Let other people make the decision. Do not control other people. Yeah, I mean, there's bigger things in the world to worry about than GTA Five. I don't understand why we're mm-hmm. going online doing petitions or protesting uh, a video game. I mean, unless the game was going out and it was just a game about raping and killing women, then I understand that. Which are games like there that. are games like that. Yes, there are. And I mean, then but no one's going after them because they're not 2K and they're, they're not they're Rockstar. not AAA titles. You know? They're not big enough, like, uh, titles to be considered is, aimed under the, this is the, you know, crossfire. The, I mean, there are probably games that are... You know what? There is a... There, no, wait. Real quick. Trevor, in this game. We all know Trevor yes. is, like, the... Yes. He'll Billy psychopath. In this game, he... There's a cutscene where he beats the shit out of a guy because he is mistreating his wife. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he tells the guy to treat her better or he's coming back. And that, I think that puts a positive spin, like, on the, like, you, the, you have a main character actually uh, trying to, this, uh, trying to stop spousal, spousal, uh, spousal abuse, and then he's trying to make the relationship better. Maybe not in a positive way, but. Yeah, I, I think. He's. And for me, I, I think if these people were arguing the fact that it's just the violence of the video game, I can understand. Not all, not all, like, this game doesn't act, it's not made to actually depict women in negative Yeah, ways. and my argument, my, right, right. I can understand the argument more if the people protesting or signing petitions were arguing the violence of the video game or the sexual activity of the game, but not so much the, 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 the meaning of women. I could say there's probably games out there that demean women more. It's just this is just the biggest, the probably the and the, honestly, the biggest game they, out there. That's why. It's, it's, like I'm reading, I'm reading this article right now. Like there's a part later on in the article where she says, "I personally find repulsive, find repulsive about this game's pleasure is the pleasure it offers of in portraying the savage, sa- and the portraying the savaging of the class of people who are already victims in real life. This uh, lack of judgment, like." Uh, prostitutes and 
all that other stuff. Like, don't take your frustration on the game. Like, go actually try to help these people. Don't. Like, it's a game. The game's based off of what really happens in life. Try to stop what happens in life more than what happens in a virtual game. Yeah. Very true. It's like... Like, the game has... Takes its, uh... Like, not necessarily this, like, this is a positive thing, but... The game's based off of real life. What happens in real life. Yes, it's over... Like, it goes overboard. Because it's a game, and... You get a grenade launcher and you blow the shit up out of the entire town in a fucking tank. You can't do that in real life. Yeah. It's basically just over a top, you know... Um, it's it's right. a step below Saints Row, obviously, but it's just more over top realistic game, I guess. Alright, it's like, like uh, I see. Uh, I go online. I don't see anyone like killing NPCs like uh, every other minute. I see uh, either they're killing cops or they're killing the other players. They're not yep. purposely going like to find prostitutes. They're not going to. Well, you have those, a couple of those guys who go to strip clubs and whatnot and just have good stuff. Well, and there's those people out there that... There's that small minority of people, I'm sure, that go out there and like to do shit like that. Um, but, I mean, every, there's... Everybody... Every, there's a you group have that, that in real life, Yeah. Too. I mean, it's just part of life. I mean, I, the, I don't want that small mm-hmm. little pocket of people to uh, kind of be the voice of us or to be the main example. Yeah, but... I don't know. It's like... I play, like, there's a lot of talk about, like, mis- the way women are treating video games where they're, like, wearing hardly anything. And, uh... I mean, if you wanted to... Like, if you all sexual, all everything sexualized. The, sexualized for the guys, too. Like, I don't look at Marcus... But I don't look at Marcus Phoenix and think, oh my god, he is so fucking huge. I, I'll, how am I supposed to look like that? Yeah, I mean, I guess you can argue... I, I'm more... A- for the argument of gaming as a whole than GTA 5. Um, you can, I guess, feminism, you can argue a little more of that. Uh, but I think if we're, fo- we're focusing on just GTA 5 uh, by yeah. itself, I mean, I think it's just... There's bigger fish to fry with GTA 5 than the treatment of women um, in that game. Uh, I don't Like I said, I don't, I, personally, I don't want to be involved in, in the whole feminist thing because I think that argument... Um, is a lose lose argument, um, right? Um, so, but again, just uh, just you kill a lot more men in that game than you do women. So yeah, it's like, in fact, I don't know. Unless you're like the only time I've actually killed a woman in that game is like me accidentally driving on the sidewalk. Yeah, I mean, I think that's <laughs> the case for everybody, pretty much. Yeah, but yeah, that's a if you want to. It's pretty like the whole argument that's fucked up towards the game's fucked up towards women is completely out of the question. Yeah, I, I, and I do agree with Take Two's uh, decisions. Like, don't like the game, don't buy it. We've already made our money. Yeah, I mean, I think it's silly. You're all, Kmart and Target are only hurting themselves because, like we talked about last week, there's mm-hmm. a thousand of stores in this show you can probably buy it at, and the internet you can buy it. So. um... I guess um, kind of moving on a little bit. If we if uh, we're done with that, are we all good with that conversation. Yep. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, kind of moving on to, uh, I guess, the wrap-up of the show. This is a little special extra-long episode for you guys this week. Uh, but wrapping it up with uh, Wrestler of the Week, uh, Jack, go, buddy. Diamond Dallas Page. Self high five. You did that guy already. <laughs> did I do that guy already? Yeah, it was like episode like 30-something. Well, I'm glad you remember it. <laughs> but, uh, oh, hell, I'll go over a little bit of more of Diamond Dallas Page. Because why? Because I can. So we yeah, obviously fuck know. Because fuck you, we... fuck you. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but uh, but uh, I'm just gonna talk a little bit more about like some of the recent things for Diamond Dallas Page and stuff like that because I got to listening to some por- portions of uh, Jr's uh, podcast and stuff on YouTube, and one of the stories was when he had Diamond Dallas Page, I believe, on his podcast and stuff as a guest. And uh, he was talking about him working a match with Goldberg and stuff for, like, uh, Super Brawl. I think it was like either Super Brawl or some other pay-per-view event. It's when uh, he was talking with Goldberg and stuff like that and about how uh, he wanted him to miss his spear, right, in order to try to uh, just make it try to sell, like, just basically try to sell a little bit more, like, dramatic like dramatic stuff during the match and stuff. And uh, Bill, huh, he didn't, he actually admitted to us, like, I don't know how to miss the spear, you know, just <laughs> like... Uh, because you know how, like, Goldberg in his matches and stuff, how he forcefully and <laughs> almost stupidly sometimes just, like, goes forth and uh, just really just tackles people. Mm-hmm. Just tackles breaks, guys and stuff when he's doing his fucking spear. Breaks him in half. And, you know, you know, a funny story about that, though, is, like, Diamond Dallas Page even, like, told JR, like, at one time, it was, like, Goldberg hit the big show with enough force that it actually cracked his sternum. <laughs> Think about it that way. But, uh... The, the story of this thing was when they were doing the match, they went through all their paces and stuff like that, and uh, Goldberg was supposed to rush at the corner and stuff and try to spear Diamond Dallas Page, right? And so for and so for the setup for this move, Diamond Dallas Page had the leap at the last second in order to miss Goldberg, and if you go back to the match itself, you see him missing, you see Goldberg missing the spear by like about maybe... A few seconds, it was just that quick that Diamond Dallas Page just jumped out of the way like he was supposed to because Goldberg forgot. And as a result, Goldberg hit his head so hard on the freaking part of the ring pole and stuff like that that I think he he did not remember Uh finishing the rest of that match. (laughs) But, uh, no, it was just like one of those things that uh, Diamond Dallas Page was just like talking about and stuff because one of his few matches and stuff, one of the few good Goldberg matches and stuff was with him because of like how much like uh, dramatic all this other stuff. And honestly, inside of uh, certain opinions, you know, he could have had, you know, if WCW was smart enough at that time not to have the Goldberg thing actually like end with the tasering thing by Kevin Nash. That would have been an excellent thing for, like, Diamond Dallas Page and stuff to get launched up on, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, very... But, uh... Yeah, go on. Oh, ahead. I was say, very nice. Uh, you love DDP. Uh, and uh, check out DDP Yoga. Yeah, seriously. DDP Yoga. I mean, Diamond Dallas Page, when he retired and stuff, he created his own yoga thing. He's helped out a lot of, like, old wrestlers, too. Like, say, Scott Hall and, like, Jake the Snake Roberts get back on the right mm-hmm. foot in their lives. Saved it's their actually lives, had a great quite literally. So, not, yeah, exactly. Not through yoga, but through just helping them out. Uh, they even moved with and moved in with them, and they've been clean ever since. So, exactly. 
But uh, let's see, what other things I can say about Diamond Dallas Page? I mean, he was the U.S. champion at one point, which I believe I already discussed in length about him and his match against Raven and all other stuff. Let's see. Not too sure if he was a tag team champion, but towards the end of WCW, he was their World Heavyweight Champion, which, you know what, that was cool. Mm -hmm. Because him being inside that promotion for as long as he did, for as long as he was and stuff, get up to that point. (laughs) Was uh, pretty awesome. In I think my he was opinion. actually a three-time champion. Yeah, he was a three-time champion because WCW went with a fucking role of having David Arquette as the WCW champion. Yeah, I think. Which, oh my god, he won it. Tw- Ready to rumble? Yeah, he actually lost it. I think won it back in the same night, like forty-eight minute span. Um, yep. But uh, pretty good. I love DDP. Gotta love the guy. Um, yep. Then we'll move on to our trivia of the week. Jake, what do you got for us, buddy? All right. You know, we were talking about Sudokin. Sudokin. Earlier. <laughs> earlier. So I'm going to have a trivia from that. Sorry. All right. Well, the hero of the game was originally designed to wield a sword. Yeah. But it was changed to a staff to give the game a more Chinese flair to it. So it oh, was te- I see. So, so it like a Sun Goku kind of effect. Kind of, Was yeah. it a tentacle? No. <laughs> That's Japanese. Ah, oh, damn. It. That's Japanese, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's kind of like so. Yeah. If you wonder why your character has a staff, that's why infection. Staff infection. You have no, staff no staff infection? infections. You have a staff. Infection? Oh yeah. <laughs> no. I... Yeah, you probably have a staff infection on a staff. No, I don't work in WWE, <laughs> so I don't have a staff infection. <laughs> well, anyway, continue on, Jake. No, that's it. So, oh, that's if, pretty much. If uh, you ever wondered why he had a staff, uh, that was why. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I can understand why they give a little bit more which of the Chinese I think a, flair. Which I think a bow staff is better than a sword anyway. So, Yeah. But, uh, like I was just saying, you know, I can understand the the ideas of going with a staff and stuff. Because, you know, kind of like the Journey to the West and stuff like that. Like, say, Sun Goku and all that Sun, other stuff. Yeah, the Sun K-Wong or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that type of flair. Kind of like the Monkey King or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Monkey King. Sorry, he said he said flair, so I got excited. <laughs> I think I have, what was that game called that came out? It was basically a... Oh, God, I want to know what the fuck it's called. Cause... What, was it back in like 2010 that was released? I think so. It was... Oh, Enslaved. Uh, Enslaved. Oh, that game is fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a good game. Very underrated game. So... Yeah, which is uh, an American rendition of Journey to the West. Ooh. I just didn't like the ending to it, though. Yeah, that's just me. I heard the. I think the there's a base of a book. I guess the books the books a little better on the ending. Um, yeah, good game though overall, except for that last five minutes. But uh, just like Mass Effect Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No, I, I, I enjoyed the ending. Of Mass I'm, Effect 3 I'm was um, indifferent about the ending of Mass Effect Three. I'm so confused. I, you work. You spent like twenty something hours to get to that. We're ending. not doing this. We I'm are sure. two hours and like seven minutes in. We're not <laughs> doing this now. <laughs> We're not doing this now. All right. Go ahead. So go ahead. We're this now. I am your. I was your host this week. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I forgot to go with the uh, with all the other things. Um, we are on Facebook, Generation Gaming. We have a page and a uh, group. Check us out on there. The page is more for uh, podcasting news and the. The group is more for if you want to discuss with us uh, anything going on gaming-wise, movie-wise, 
Otherwise, just bullshit, random bullshit throughout. Uh, you check us out on there. We're on Twitter, game, uh, Gen Game. Is it Gen Gaming on Twitter? Gen underscore Gaming. Uh, on Twitter's Gen Games. Gen Games. Okay. Gen underscore. Okay. okay. So Gen underscore Games on Twitter, and we are on YouTube at. Jake. Okay, uh, Gin Gaming. Okay, because I never get it right. I, I figured I'd just let you go, go with you on that one. <laughs> and um, I was your host this week. I was the greatest ginger of all time, besides Carrot Top, Tyler. I was yep. the Jack of Hearts. So do it! I just pooped myself a little bit. What are you again? That's a bucky stubble cap. Anyway. It's a coded. Oh. <laughs> GG, everyone. Yeah, Bye. Yeah, 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 ye